today we are doing the work of checking back with our 2023 predictions to see how we did, give ourselves a grade. How did we do? We're going to find out in just a few minutes. Yes, all the way back at the beginning of the year, January 2nd, no less, we made 23 predictions for 2023. <laughs> I have been really looking forward to this, going back and yeah. seeing how many of those were right. I'm a little nervous, to be real, because we pride ourselves on knowing some stuff. So this is the real test, really. Well, maybe the we becomes an I today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. This is where the legitimacy yeah. just takes a screaming nosedive. Um, so if you want to see that happen or the opposite, stay tuned because we're going to go through those in just a few minutes. But before that, we have to give a big thank you to our wonderful Patreon family for continuing to support this channel and to help keep all of this great stuff going. Thank you so much. Yeah, I was um, hearing from a few people over the weekend who said, you know, I had a big backlog of Kit and Krista podcasts. I have finally made it through all of those. What do I do now? And I said, let me tell you about this thing we call the bonus Q&A. Yeah. Actually, you didn't even have to tell them. The other Patreon family members right. that are in some of these other tiers were like, let me tell you what you can do next. Bonus Q&As. Behind the scenes. Super Kitten Krista 64, they get these, some of our tiers get that early. Um, we even do some Patreon exclusive right. content. We have a great gameplay video with the, the one and only producer, Stephanie, that's a Patreon exclusive. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom spoiler Huge cast. spoiler cast. So yes, it Patreon is, exclusive. It is not just about early access for this podcast and Super Kitten Krista 64. There is a lot of additional content that you can yes. get by signing up today. Exactly. So if you'd like to join us, we are... Patreon.com slash Kit and Krista. Yes. So today... Is Monday. The day that this podcast comes out... Is Thursday. ...will be Thursday, Jeff Keighley's The Game Awards. Jeff Keighley presents Jeff's, a Jeff Keighley production. a story by Jeff Keighley. That's just how I refer to it now. But we are going to be in Los Angeles. Yes. We're going to be making a vlog about our trip. We're going to be seeing some great and wonderful people mm -hmm. um, that I think you all will enjoy. And that yeah. will be our next episode of Super King Krista 64 coming yes. out uh, in just a couple days. Yes. Very exciting stuff. Um, to get ready for Jeff Keighley Presents the Jeff Keighley's Game Awards, we did make a really fun video about VGX, huh. which might be an event that time has forgotten but shouldn't because it's probably one of the most awkward ridiculous things that has ever aired come to pass and you were there in person if you wonder why i had to say yo necesito doce paraguas uh please please watch the video and find out i'm very happy a lot of people said i am a native spanish speaker yeah. and it was that well wasn't done. bad that, that wasn't bad, bad. I was like, yeah thank goodness well I mean, I ended up getting those doce paraguas, so... You needed the doce. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> that Not much, uno. That much worked out, Not at least. Dose, so, so I'm very dose. glad for that. Yeah, this does feel like maybe a, a becoming forgotten part of gaming history. Yes. Not a lot of people remembered this, but... Some for good reason. I'll, I'll never forget it. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm on the complete opposite, because I was there I know, and right? saw the insanity unfold before my very eyes, so... If you want to find out what this is all about, that's a great video yes. uh, for you to check out. The runway to what we know today as the Game Awards was quite rocky, and that video kind of explains all of that, which right. is really interesting. Um, we are just, I feel like the time has sped up 
into like it's like that blender effect, you know, we're just swirling towards the, blender the, effect. the end of what is 2023. That? I don't know, it's like mock speed. Uh-huh. I'm using a lot of science. A mock speed blender, yes. A scientific that terms. definitely exists. Okay. Time space continuum has shifted. We are just racing towards the end of 2023. Yeah. Which only can mean one thing, which is we are doing our big monster game of the year podcast. Um, coming up in the next couple of weeks. Well, it's next week, actually. It's coming up <laughs> the next, next week. The next couple of weeks. This it's is, literally... I'm in the blender. It's Give literally a, a week from... All right, you stop talking then. I'll take <laughs> over from here. So we... Um, this is a... You know, we did this our first Kit and Krista Game of the Year last year. Yes. We have our Patreon community voting for right. the awards, and that is continuing this year. Mm -hmm. The polls are now live. Yes, vote, people. Again, if you would like to consider joining, you can even join at the free tier to vote yes, on those great polls do. and have your voice be heard. Mm -hmm. We will also be revealing our picks for the very many categories yes. that are there. And also, at the very end, we'll be sharing our top 10 games of the year. Yes. You do not seem prepared for this in the slightest. I am struggling. Have you started your top 10 games of the year? Do you I know? Have, do you I have, have an inkling? I have a very detailed... Suica game, number one. Got it. Oh, Suica game. That watermelon does <laughs> hit just right, you know? Um, yeah, I have started this big com comprehensive document, but I'm just having a really hard time getting there oh, this boy. year. Because there's just so many great games. What a spoiled... It was, it was hard. Spoiled yeah. year we've had, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say... We did take the opportunity to revise our categories this we year did. because, yeah. you know, as we were going through the Game Awards categories, it's like, oh, a lot of these don't really work anymore. Right. Like, there's, there's been the, the capital D discourse about indie games, so we don't have any, you know. No, we we're have not no, separating them anymore. We have no categories singling out indie games. Because right. indie games can stand, you know, arm in arm next to whatever, quote, yeah. AAA I'm just going to put them all games. into great games. <laughs> but then other things like the genres... Have all yeah. just been action, mashed up. Action, RPG. Action game, action, action RPG, action yeah. adventure. I confuse myself, so, so I, we, we're not doing that. We're doing away with all of those, but I think we've come up with a very good, some more serious, some more fun, some lighthearted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've got Bodhi. If you don't know, that's Butt of the Year. Bodhi is very, a very so, important kid uh, in Krista category. Somebody or something will be inducted. The second annual Bodhi, Bodhi Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. The yes. first is Bayonetta. Yes, of course. Who, um, who else? So Best Companion is one of my favorite categories. That is a stacked category this year. We are stacked this year. That is a stacked This might be category. my Sophie's Choice category. Like, I might have a real hard time. Like, oh, my gosh. Forget Game of the Year. Best Companion right. is going to be the one that makes me, like, that breaks me. Right. Um, but we have some really fun categories, but also some serious ones. It's just such an incredible year of great games. We've played so many games this year. So we want to take this opportunity to look back and also hear what you guys have to say, what stuck out in your minds and what was memorable for you. So it's going to be really fun. Yes. It's my, one of my favorite episodes that we do every year. So excited to get that going. Yes. Apparently next week. So those polls will be open uh, through the end of the weekend. Yes. Feel free to join if you would like. Cast your votes, mm -hmm. and we will be back in one week with the big episode. It's going to be good. It's going to be, be good. Yeah. Um, last thing we'll say before we get into our big thing of 2023 predictions is we do have some holiday merch. Oh. Some great Kit and Krista holiday merch is available in our shop. So if you're looking for... A joke white elephant gift to give somebody? Excuse me? Just kidding. A joke? 
I knew you're you steering were... this podcast right off the rails. I knew you were going to say that. We're less than 10 minutes in. <laughs> what is going on? Why are you sabotaging this podcast? You want a joke white elephant gift. Consider some cute holiday merch. From I'm offend I'm personally offended at are this. Really? I'm, I can't believe that you said that. I actually, actually, I actually am very proud of our holiday merch. I drew these personally. I made pixel reefs and Santa hats to put on our little like avatars. Um, and it's really cute. So. I chose the wrong week to wear it. I wore it last week. You did wear it last um, week. It's okay. But it's great. It's in the yeah. shop. Check it out, please. We have we have an extensive holiday wardrobe, as we you have. can Look see. At this. It's great. Yeah. Very extensive. Right. Um, yes. But that is available for you however you want to use it to gift. Not a joke. Not a joke. We are moments away from the big... Uh, Looking at our predictions segment, but first we've got to shout out our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, something that we do as part of this great organization that we have yes. started is uh, we do give some holiday gifts, and that's a video that we're going to do maybe next week is mm -hmm. reveal the holiday gifts that we gave to each other. And you know, different people have different ways with your family or your friends or your coworkers. Different people have different ways of, of giving out gifts. But you can definitely uh, treat yourself to a gift this year, mm -hmm. uh, the gift of uh, BetterHelp therapy, which is something that just keeps giving and giving. Yeah, it's so nice to take a moment during the busy holiday season to think about your own, you know, your own needs and, and just take a moment while you're stressing about and, and, and moving so quickly about all the holiday things. Just take a second to think about yourself and what you need and BetterHelp um, is a great way to do that. You can really, you know, have some great conversations with your therapist. You're able to be matched with a therapist very easily by taking an online questionnaire and you can talk to your therapist any way you want to, whether it's through a quick text message or a more in-depth video call and everything in between. So it's really easy during this busy holiday season to just take a moment for yourself. You know, everyone deserves that and BetterHelp makes it super easy to do that. That's right. So in the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash KitandKrista today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash KitandKrista. And we'll put the link right over here and also in the description below. All right. Okay, here we go. Drum so, roll, please. So we said there were 23 predictions. I lied. There's actually 24 because one we of had us had a one. bonus prediction. Yes. So I, I, I just wrote them all down here. I have not written down on our document yes or no. Right. Because I think some of them might require a bit of discussion. Right. I do have a mental note of which predictions are yours and which ones are mine. These are not collective Kit and Krista. Oh. We both... Because I do, right. I, at the end, I do want to come up with a talent. I mean, we need to have a winner and a loser, right? Oh, no. We need, we need to. a grade. Right. Yeah, 23. So, uh, yeah, that's 24. So, 24. So, I think the, the, the bonus Oof. one was mine. So, I think we each had 12. So okay. I'm, so, I think I'm going to keep just a running tally Yeah, keep here a at tally the bottom. of and who gets what right. Right. So, our very first one, let's see. I actually don't remember who this is for. I think we both might have. <laughs> I think we may have both had this, yeah. yes. No new hardware from Nintendo in 2023. Well, we're days, and weeks away. Yes, unless something shocking happens yeah. in the next coming days. I mean, it's not going to be out in 23. Yeah, in that's 2023. right. It's not, unless, so, again, unless something shocking Shadow happens. dropped the Switch 2 at the Game Awards? Oh, my God. <laughs> Everyone in the audience gets one? You get a Game Awards. And you get, oh, wait, you get a Switch 2. You get a Switch 2. Right. Uh, no. Uh, that seems to have not come true. 
And so that means that this is a correct That's prediction. correct. So, yeah. so I'm going so to give us both uh, one, point. one of those. Yeah. Yeah, you I know, think... We were pretty... I think this was an easy one for both of us, right? We were pretty confident yeah. that this was not... Um, that we were not going to see new hardware this year. Um, we kind of knew Nintendo was going to eke, you know, one more good year out of the Switch before next year. And what we will be doing... 24 predictions for 2024, and and that might be a, a quite a different prediction yeah. next year. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, we're we're both pretty confident on this one. I think it's interesting to see the way the public opinion has has switched a little bit now. Where because this year was so good for Switch, some mm -hmm. people are saying, well, it might not be until 2025 mm. that we get the Switch Two. Yeah, which that's a lot of time for them to fill. Yeah. I think that could be a tall order. Yeah. I won't spoil our own feelings because, right. again, a few weeks we're going to be back with, with the 2024 predictions. Right. But it is interesting to track the way people feel about this based on how the Switch is doing at any given moment. Yeah, but at some point you're going to have to move on. So it's yeah. just when is that point? Yeah. But we're pretty confident this year wasn't going to happen and we were right. So that's a good start, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next... I think this was mine. I think this was Which yours was too. no new core Pokemon games for the Switch. We had a lot of Pokemon predictions. We did. Which we were hot on the Pokemon kind of, I mean, early 20, 2023. So 2022 was such a packed year for Pokemon. Right. I think we just had it on the brain. We did. But now going back, I'm like, why do we have so much Pokemon stuff? Like this was kind of actually a slow year mm -hmm. for Pokemon, which is yeah. honestly what they needed. We were just coming off of... Um, you know, Arceus in early 2023. Right, and then Scarlet and Violet. And then Scarlet and Violet. Right. Yeah, so we definitely were. And then right before Arceus, there were those remakes um, right. as well. That's so right. it was just, I mean, you could argue too much Pokemon in like the span of a year. So no new, no new core Pokemon games was the prediction. That was correct. correct. I'm going to put a point on my column. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that that was a pretty, also a really solid prediction that we were both, like, pretty confident about. I think these um, next three might be yours. I think I had a lot of Pokemon You stuff. had a lot. So what, so take us through these. So I had predicted basically, like, you know, Pokemon always do, they always do these big reveals around Pokemon Day, which is in February. And I had, um predicted that the Scarlet and Violet DLC will be announced on Pokemon Day. I think it That did. happened. That, yeah. did, that did happen. So yes. we were, I was right on that one, um, and that since has come out. Giving you a point right now. Well, the, well, the second half of it has not. Has not come out that's, yet, but yeah, uh, the this, first that's half this of it month. Is, is, has come out. Right, yeah. it got announced there. Yeah. That was another pretty easy, because it's like, what are they going to announce? Right. Well, I, I did, so my next one was also related to it. I was thinking maybe they would announce a new Pokemon movie, <laughs> which is a big, a big wrong on me. Because, I mean, the, I, I was feeling maybe Pokemon's feeling the, the pressure because the Mario movie was coming out this year or came out this year. And, you know, they were just maybe feeling like, well, then, you know, Mario can do it. Pikachu can do it too, you know, and they've already had a, a pretty good, you know, pretty good movie with Detective Pikachu, but alas, there was no Pokemon movie. Weirdly, the Detective Pikachu became a game that we both didn't predict. Um, both didn't play it either. Both didn't play. <laughs> it didn't interest us very much. Yeah, and I, I guess it was kind of bad too, but it was kind of the opposite where they did make like 
Pokemon the movie, the game, versus it being like an actual movie, which is yeah. kind of funny. But no, no movie. No movie. Yeah, I wonder what's going on with, I wonder how they're feeling about Pokemon yeah. movies. Because if they did that the right way, that could be just a smash, huge smash hit. Totally. And they kind of like half measured it with the Detective Pikachu movie, which right. was fine, but it was kind of a roundabout way of getting to that. Right. So yeah, I, w I wonder about this in the future because they should probably take another shot at this, but they should just go for it. I think so too. I think we both felt like the movie, the Detective Pikachu movie was pretty good, but it also it was kind of like, if you just take it... A little bit further, it could have been, like, at the level of the Mario movie, right. you know? Um, so much opportunity there. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see how they move that forward as well. All right, next one. So you don't get a point there. No. But number five here, this is yours as well. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that, you know, they are, again, going to take sort of a, a less of a game focus um, and do more of their, like, we're an entertainment company. We have movies and products and, you know, things beyond the video game that we're going to be talking about and we're going to be marketing. I don't know. I feel like... Yeah, I didn't know how to, how to judge, how to this, judge one. this one. You know what? I'm going to give you the point because it's not the huge movie that makes a splash, but they do have some TV shows. Like they yeah. have that Poke what's it, Pokemon Concierge. Yeah, they have Pokemon. They have they, Pokemon Sleep. They do keep talking about that. Well, that's just it's something. A, that's just a weird thing. It's not a game though. They, I have they seen do, they like, have more weird. I, I think things. they have some other TV things, shows that are in Japan only. I think mm -hmm. I have seen. So again, it was not this big splashy thing, but yeah. it is. And they didn't have ma any mainline Pokemon games. I mean, this it's year. something beyond just the cartoon that they've been doing forever. Right. So I'll, I'll I'll give you this point. Okay, here. I'll take you it. Just barely eked it out with that. Right. Uh, number six. That's yours. Is, no, no, seven, seven is mine. Are you sure? Yes, I am. Number six is yours. Six is mine. Yes. Oh wow, I didn't realize I said that. <laughs> Dang. Way to prep for these podcasts. <sighs> Not only are you losing these predictions, you're losing this episode. Horrifically. I need you to take this podcast I'm seriously. I'm taking it very seriously. <laughs> You're not. Are you sure this isn't yours? Yes. I feel like. Number seven is mine. Do you want to go back? If you had reviewed this segment from, back to the from January 2nd closely like I did to make these great notes, maybe you would know the words that came out of your very mouth. Oh, I just, oh man. Wow. Okay, well, I was wrong. Please read it. The, okay, so it's Microsoft Activision acquisition would not complete until 2024. Right. So at that point, it was looking very shaky at the start very of the year. Very shaky. Where, you know, all these people were like, oh, antitrust. Like, I don't know about Europe, this. The Europe thing happened. And you yeah. had started to hear about, like, oh, maybe they need to change this up to get it to go through. Yeah. So it was very much not a sure thing what would happen. Yeah. So but it happened. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think this was an awful prediction to say that this would just get dragged on mm -hmm. forever, but right. they figured it out. Yeah. Um, it did take a really long time. It took time. a long time, yeah. And it was like, there were so many things along the way that happened that was like just drama, like the leaked emails and all sorts of oh, yeah. things that sort of was a, right. was a causation right, of right, how right. troubled this acquisition was. But eventually it happened, and I think, yeah, it, it feels like something that was just like kind of looming at the beginning of 2023. It's interesting to see what this means for 2024 now that it, it has 100% gone through. So right. yeah. 
So number seven was mine, and this was also about the acquisition, which was if it does go through, Microsoft will need a, to make a lot of concessions to make Ooh. it happen. So I'm gonna say that did happen. Because that did happen. they really did have to change up the nature of this deal and go some places I don't think they wanted to. Mm -hmm to get it done. So they yeah. you know they had to give the cloud gaming rights away for a lot of this stuff right. for a long yeah. time. They now have these 10-year deals for Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. That was a whole big thing that of like huge do thing. not make Call of Duty an Xbox monopoly. So, you know, Call of Duty is just going to be widely available everywhere. Right. They've right. been very slick in saying like this is what we wanted to do all along. Right. Is but it clearly it's yeah. I is it I don't know. Um and yeah, I mean, those regulatory boards really pressed them to yeah. change the nature of this deal to be something that they were comfortable accepting. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and it, again, it took forever because they were dealing with those concessions. Right. So, it, I, and I think you know, I, I still feel similarly where those concessions were painful to make in the moment. But what, once we things get going, and I think things are going to start to happen pretty early next yeah. year. I think everybody will feel a bit more steady about this of like, oh, this is okay. This is not as much of a problem as I thought. And maybe Xbox will be feeling better about those concessions too. Yeah, I think so. Again, it's just like, it feels like it just happened. So I don't think we'll see right. what kinds of benefits they'll be getting from it when, until, you know, the middle of next year. At yeah, earliest. I mean, they were saying like, yeah, there are things that we like legally could not do until the... The ink was dry, ink was dry. On, on whatever yeah. contract or deal. Exactly. So yeah, we'll take them a little bit of time, but um, I'm looking forward to it. Though. This is this has been one of the harrowing, just ongoing. Like every, I just remember, like every week or two, there was some new, new little thing trinket yeah. about this thing. It's like, oh my gosh, we got to talk about this. This is really crazy, and yeah. I imagine it may have put some gray hairs on Phil Spencer's head. Poor Phil. Poor guy, but um, yeah, yeah, we got it done. Yeah, he was out there yeah. doing his Phil thing, and he did a good job. I mean, that was tough. That's tough for him. Number eight, this is yours. Price of Game Pass increases. This happened. This happened. This did happen. Yes. And, you know, it seems like this year the price of every subscription service in the has world increased. has increased, yeah. whether it's, like, you know, streaming, like a Netflixy mm -hmm. type of thing. Yeah. Um, Play PS, that, uh, PSN that, Yeah, that, that went up. That yep. stunk. Uh, this is just kind of, you know, one of those big the trends nature of where the businesses now, I think. Right, and, and again, yeah. and again, I think it's one of those things where one one stream or one one service sees the other one doing. It. It's like, hey, we can oh, do that. Now is the time. We can squeeze yeah. a little bit of money, and people are annoyed about it, but nobody seems to really take the step of right. dropping like, it. Right, like no one's like, you know, boycotting because of the increase. Honestly, I think Game Pass still continues to be like a very good value. Yeah. Um, so yes, it's not great to have to pay more, obviously, and no one wants to spend more money, but I still think that Game Pass is, is, is pretty good for what you pay for, so I'm not, like, super, super, super duper mad about it, but yes, this did, this did happen. And I think Phil Spencer has said that it's kind of inevitable that there will be, there will continue to be How can you not? price increases. Yeah, the price I of mean, making now, a game is expensive. Well, yeah. now we have seen, again, through a lot of these video streaming services, that this is kind of the move where you start at a very low price. Almost that is, like a price where you're like losing a, It's like money. a loss leader. Yeah. To bring people in and get them to be subscribers, right. where it's a lot more friction for them to actually leave, and then you very slowly... Like ratchet it up, up. ratchet yeah. up the price. So yeah, I'm sure this year, this coming year, there will be more of this. Um, 
again, will it will it negatively impact them? I'm sure people, you know, nobody likes this, mm -hmm. but it just kind of is what it is, unfortunately. Yeah, so. and I think it's true that people will sort of grumble about it, but eventually come to accept it, yeah. like they normally do with right. all of these kinds of stuff. It's number nine. I like this one for me. This one was mine. Uh, Xbox will have a hard year, but there will be signs of, of improvement heading into 2024. I would say yes. I think this. I think they barely eke this one out. Yeah. Like the first half of 2023 was awful for them. Yeah. They did not have a lot of games. They had mm -hmm. a lot of bad stories happening. They yeah. had, again, all of the acquisition stuff. Of, is it going to happen? Is it not? Is this going to be a disaster? They had Redfall. They had Phil Spencer, you know, basically coming to tears on the kind of funny X-Cast, which was one of the wildest moments of the year. Yeah. But they did, I think it was around what would have been their E3 events, start to turn it around. They mm -hmm. had, we didn't think it was that great, but most people did. Yeah, I mean, it was a decent showcase. It showed some of the things that we were waiting for. Obviously, yeah. we, we had a complaint, I think, about it, not showing enough gameplay and showing a lot of, like, just... CG trailers. CG trailers, but otherwise... The they, Starfield Direct that was a part of that helped people better understand what that right. game was. Starfield was a big launch, regardless of how you feel about it now. Yeah. When it came out... It was big. It did what it needed to do. Right. I'm sure they would like to, for it to have longer legs. Maybe I'm sure they're still going to work on... Doing that? More of a content yeah. roadmap for that. But it did what it needed to do in September. Right. Uh, the acquisition went through. Um, I do think very early on in 2024, we're going to start to see some of these Activision games going on Game Pass. I think so, too. <clears throat> because that that's, that's one of the things that they can probably do pretty easily. Right. So I do think they have some decent momentum mm -hmm. heading into 2024. I don't think it's like overwhelmingly strong. I would like for their, their 2024 lineup feels a little undefined right now. Yeah. I would love to know a little bit more of like what are the big games. I think they've said they want to have one a quarter a big first party game. Mm -hmm. What are those? I don't I don't really know at this point, but yeah. I'm sure there'll be some kind of showcase where they will tell us. So I think they're going into this next year in a better place than they were going into this year. Oh, for sure. There was so much uncertainty. It was really it was really bad. For them. Um, so much that just was up in the air and yeah, feeling like it was like a desert in terms of content for them is is has been super hard, mm -hmm. but yeah, I agree. I think that they are on the up and up. Um, so I, I yeah, with with the acquisition going through and all the stuff that they can do there, and um, and sort of a, a focus on getting their studios tight, better under you know tighter control, so they can have some good quality first party games. Like that feels very doable for them in twenty twenty four. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Next is yours, number ten. Yeah, I thought that this was definitely going to happen because that game just felt. So massive. Again, please read the predictions oh, to, the, to the good people. Starfield's delayed to holiday 2023. So this happened. This happened. This was originally, I think it was like a first half 2023 yeah. game. Yeah. Ended up being like fall 2023. Uh, I, I consider September to be holiday enough. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I think you definitely get that. Okay. I think we both sniffed this out of like, this isn't, this isn't happening. It just seems to be, it was so, like, this game was so massive. Like, there was no way that they were going to hit that summertime frame. But again, also to the point of, of we really needed that Starfield Direct. Because I did not have a good handle on what that game was. True. Um, the more we learn, 
maybe Bethesda didn't have the greatest handle on what that game was until the very end. Yeah, yeah, and it was they like needed one of those... the, they needed the time, and it was a strategically better time for them to put it out. Right, and it was one of those things where the the game is just so broad in terms of where you could what you could do as a player that they kind of just needed to like lead the witness a little bit for us, mm-hmm. you know, because we just didn't know where to begin. And that direct, I think, did a really good job of that, honestly. Like, it was the first time where I got any sort of handle on, like, what that core gameplay is. We were, like, racking our brains in the beginning of the year, like, could not get our heads around, what is the first two hours of this game like? Like, none of us could figure it out. Yeah. Um, And it was kind of concerning, you know? Um, Because it was a lot of, like, moments of, like, well, that's pretty, but how does this all connect? Um... They ended up answering a lot of those questions, I think, in that direct, which was great. And uh, yeah, I think delaying it till sort of, you know, that September timeframe was the right move. Yeah. For sure. Mine was also about Starfield here. Starfield will be an extremely divisive game. I think that's true. <laughs> yes, that happened. <laughs> I'm going to say that absolutely happened. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, I think, is one of those games that fell off a cliff a little bit this year. Yeah. Where, I mean, the launch was was legitimately huge. Super strong, yeah. And people saying like, oh my gosh, you know, on Steam, on Twitch, like, you know, this is this is breaking some records. But it did not have a lot of longevity. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of games this year suffer the same fate. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if it's actually Starfield or that it was just an environment that was like so impossible for any game to have that long of legs, you know? Well, I think in this case, my feeling on this game is a lot of people came out of it with, at best, kind of mixed feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I don't know too many people now who are like the biggest Starfield evangelists of like, oh my God, you're missing out. Like I put sure. 500 hours into Starfield, I explored every planet. I think people are just like, eh, it was fine. Yeah, I think that the game did a lot of things really well. Um, but there was a lot of other things that did not do, it did not do very well, um, and it seemed like there was sort of these a lot of these like quality yeah. of life. So maybe it's not even things. divisive if if there's not this huge you know side of of Starfield lovers. Yeah, there was some str- also some really strange like console war stuff that was yeah, happening around that this was launch. Really weird. That was like what. What is going on? Why, like, what does it have to do with we're, anything? We're still doing this, but I guess as, as yeah. long as there's 12-year-olds in the world, there will be console wars. <laughs> uh, I don't want I don't want to talk too much about this because we're going to talk about Starfield more next week yeah. in Game of the Year. Yes. So maybe we'll just leave that one at that. Okay. This next one is your most baffling prediction. Yeah. And I'm going to let you talk about it. Halo Infinite Co-op Launches. <laughs> Why is this baffling to you? Uh, again, if you had done some, some prep, you would know. So... <laughs> There are two 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 types of co-op, online co-op and local co-op. Yes. I think by the time we recorded this, the online co-op had launched, had launched. and the local co-op had been canceled. That's right. So that was my problem. So this one so this one was DOA before before I even, you got even there. it even came out so of your I mouth. So I was mostly talking about local co-op that had been canceled. That had been canceled. Then why were you predicting it? Well, because that it was going to come back. It was, was going to get. I didn't think. I didn't know it got canceled. It already had been canceled. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know it got. We're canceled. moving on. I, this is baffling. Uh, I have the next two. These are about, now we're in kind of a PlayStation category. So this will be a massive year for the PS5. I think, um, you don't, you disagree? How do you define massive? I don't know, they've been leading a lot of these NPDs uh, okay. in a way, in, in, you know, b- 
before leading up to this point, Switch had been leading the NPDs. That's true. Certainly not Xbox. They uh, had a lot of great games, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. They had, they, I think they have a ton of momentum. You know, earlier in the year, they solved their stock, stock issues. issues. Yeah. It's just it's just available. They had the PS5 Slim. All right. I'm going to give this to myself. I think this was right. Okay. And the next one was about the PS5 Slim. Yeah. There's another one for me. That happened. That launched, yeah. And the, so I went back and watched what I was saying about this was comparing it to the PlayStation 3, where mm -hmm. they used a slim version of hardware to act as like a relaunch. Right. And they were in a much better position with PS5, but I, I wonder if they were, again, thinking of it, it's like, we're out of the first phase where this was supply constrained. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the big story of the PS5. It was like, I, can't, I want one, but I can't get one. Yeah. And now we're in this new phase. It's available. We have great games. We even now have this new... Form factor. Form factor, yeah. which is yeah. gonna be kind of the visual of this going forward. I think it's ugly as can be, but that was not what I predicted, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's a little strange, but whatever. Yeah. But it did happen. Yeah. It, did it happened. Happen. It did happen. Yes. You have the next one. Yeah. I thought that they were going to do some bundles with um, games and, and new hardware colors. That's an, always another thing. Ha happened. Yeah. Spidermans. Uh, kind of a boring prediction, but yes, it happened. Yeah. This is another one that you yeah. do when your stock is no longer constrained and you want to keep the hardware feeling fresh, mm -hmm. and you want to get people that, you know, have not pulled the trigger on buying a very expensive piece of hardware yeah. to buy it, is you do this. Um, and again, we were, you know, looking at it from the perspective like, okay, this is the year where they kind of start to do some of these marketing things to, to sell because they no longer have the supply issues, so. And they did roll out those new, they're not like face plates, but yeah, so those look in, good. instead of just selling like now buy your, your black one. PS5, right. just buy this thing that you can swap out yeah, they have and like change the colors. Three different colors. It's a cool idea. I think it's nice. Yeah. yeah so I that like happened. That. Let's talk about 16 and 17 together. Okay. 16 was mine. 17 was yours. Cause I think they're related. Now we're into tears of the kingdom predictions. Mine was tears of the kingdoms launch ramp up will feel light. Mm -hmm. And yours was that we will get a title, a title direct. direct for Tears of the Kingdom. Well, I was right. That didn't happen. Oh, we did the oh the gameplay. <laughs> that absolutely didn't happen. Doesn't that count? No, the it game, doesn't. The gameplay. Absolutely not. Why not? It's not a direct. Why wouldn't they? If they if it was, then they would call oh, it a direct. That's lame. Come on now. Was the person who stumbled out of bed and into this podcast is now telling me it's a little for, semantics. But it's true. Okay, fine. It's true. All right. So the point about does did the did the ramp up feel light? So let's let's go, let's look back at what all they did. They did do the Al Numa plays Tears of the Kingdom about fifteen minutes. We had a couple yeah, they had more a, they, trailers. Some more trailers. Those trailers were very exciting. People mm -hmm. were hyped for those. They did the big previews, yep. um, which was nice for people like media and stuff to go play the game. They did. Did they do? They had a launch event. They had. They had the they developers had the come event. out. That's right. The developers came out to launch right. event. They had the uh, developer asks series. Yeah, I think they did enough. I think maybe I think these so are. Too. I think these are maybe both not. Didn't happen for us. Sure. But I think you know that that was a big 
topic leading up. It was, are they yeah. doing enough? Are they just kind of going to squeeze this one out and let yeah. it do its thing? Yeah. There was a lot but of in the angst. end, in the end, the angst was there because the game had been in development for so long, and we were waiting around for like right. seven years. That was the cause of the angst, I think. But and in the end, you know, they were kind of late to it. I think they they could have maybe started a little earlier. I but mean, in a sense, the Aonuma video did feel like a response to that angst in, I think so. in some ways. Yeah. Of like this is this conversation's maybe not heading the way we want it to. Right. At launch, what something that we can put together real quick. In yeah. a you know in a quicker way than a full direct which we didn't plan for yeah so yeah that's true and 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 sort of like in the week ish two weeks mm -hmm. leading up to launch they sort of dropped all of these marketing activities so I, I think the it, we're talking about ramping up like the months and months before we were getting all antsy but in those like final two weeks they did a thing so yeah yeah they definitely okay. did. Number 18 was mine. Yeah, you are. I don't know how we can judge this because this is very subjective. It's very subjective. Uh, it was Tears of the Kingdom will be a mild disappointment. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't know how we can say whether this came true or not because different people have different feelings. Yeah. I, think there are feel I think there are people on both sides. Got to hear both sides. Right. I, I, I would count myself a little bit of this being true, but I know you probably wouldn't. Yeah, I, I think that... You know, you, at the end of our big sort of whole to-do about Tears of the Kingdom, we did so much, we like basically diaried our experience throughout like all of these different podcasts and gameplay videos and all sorts of stuff. Um, I think you came to the conclusion that you still like Breath of the Wild Correct. more. Yes. Um, I, I don't know. I have, I'm having a really hard time with this because it is a game that I played a lot of, but I'm not sure... Why now? Like, I'm, I'm feeling. <laughs> oh, no. I'm feeling, Save it for Game of the Earth. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling weird about. Dance this. around it if you have to. I'm feeling. I'm just gonna say that I'm feeling kind of weird about this. All right. Well, let's just let's just say that uh, let's just say that this is a a loss for me. Okay. I think I'll have the points to to win anyway. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just say that that didn't happen, and save the big discussion around this for next week. Oh time. boy. Okay. Well, speaking of things that uh, were not true, this is number mine. nineteen. I bang, I banged this drum so hard at the beginning of 2023. And you continue to. And then, no, and then towards the middle of the year, I was like, this is not going to happen. So mine was this um, prediction around the Twilight Princess and Wind Waker ports coming to Switch finally. This has been rumored for so long. And I was so just like, before Tears of the Kingdom, they have to do this. Like, they got to do this, you know? They got to get, like, the, the people ready for Zelda things. They didn't do it. And they're not going to. So now I'm like, when it, these might never see the light of day. Like, honestly. well, you were saying these so confidently. God, I really thought this that was like people like people should know. Like, we actually don't know if these games exist. If if we knew and we exist. said that, this podcast would be shut down. I mean, I don't know. Like, no one told me that these, these exist. Yeah, but people but like I just know I mean, that people they like do. Jeff Grubb, people who actually do have sources and have information, yeah. say very confidently that they exist as well. I believe that, though. That's the thing. I, I, I tend to agree. But, I agree. But there's something. Interesting. They're playing like kick the can with it, maybe. They're just holding. I think they're just playing that game yeah. of like, when can we launch this for it to be? It's like break glass in case of emergency. That's what right. this is. They're just waiting for it to be like a massive like desert of Zelda games, and that's when they're gonna break glass. Right. Honestly, there was no need to put these games out right. this year. That's a thing. So that's a thing. I'm not like mad about it. Yeah. And maybe next year, 
is the year. Maybe they, you know, move on to the, the Switch 2. But yeah, they're clearly in no rush. They're not in to, a rush. To do this. They're not going to use these until they have to, right? Because it's it's in the hopper and it's good emergency. Right, and stuff. and that that's what makes Nintendo's approach to software very different from right. a lot because it's like, oh my god, launch it now, and like the moment it's done. No, versus no, they like, have stuff like in the hopper in let's the just bin. Wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see what happens. They they got stuff sort of just. Stowed away right. for a rainy day. All right, so some bad uh, losing streaks here for the two of us. But I get it one now. We got a we got a slump breaker here for you. Yeah, there is a general direct in February. Again, kind of boring. not not the most bold prediction. A little but bit boring. It's okay, but it happened. It so did happen. I will give you a point. It did. Yeah, happen. the direct schedule was quite predictable. Stayed pretty predictable. Yeah. This year. Right. There were some things that were like the indie world schedule was a little bit different. That's a little off, yeah. That's so, fine, whatever. That's but, a, but as far as the big directs, somewhat, maybe, maybe you could say surprisingly, they were able to stick to that mm -hmm. even as we get later and later into the life cycle. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they were good. They were good with the direct schedule yeah. this year. 21. This is this is kind of two predictions in one. Yeah. That that perhaps negate each other, unfortunately. They do negate each other, yeah. But this part, is yours. Part one. Metroid Prime Remastered launches this year. Yes, Happened. correct. Correct. But part two was to get people ready for Metroid Prime you 4 this holiday season. You were so sure at the beginning of 2023 that we were going to get Metroid Prime 4 this year. You were so... You, this is no. this is your like maybe thing. They sh maybe they should have done it. That was basically the equivalent of my sh like assuredness for the Wind Waker. And well, we just did an episode of VGX where I was, like, I was with Retro Studio 10 years ago. That was their last game was 10 years ago. Do something, do anything, put out a game. They have the game. The Nintendo's not letting them putting it out. Oh, my gosh. They probably have to put it on Switch 2. I learned, I'm learning a lesson with this. Don't put two predictions in a single prediction. That's right. Because I, I can't do that. I should have, this should have been a win, a win, a win for, for me, you. and now it's a nothing. Now it's definitely a nothing. Bummer. But uh, yeah, we but 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 we did get the first part of this, so you did good, you did good there. But that was also kind of boring. Right. We all knew that was coming. Anyways, uh, I redeemed myself though with number twenty-two. Perhaps my greatest moment. This was your greatest. The Mario movie will make a billion dollars. This was your greatest moment of the year, I think. You called you. that. You called that. And uh, I definitely knew the power of Mario, but wow, to see it happen like that and just have it just be this crazy thing this phenomenon was it's kind of incredible honestly so yeah it was a juggernaut it was cool. yeah it was cool to see i think as we got closer more people felt this was in the realm of possibility but i, I kind of brought this up at different intervals i think it was for me just the, the first time i saw anything from that movie the first time i saw visuals yeah remember when they that had poster right that was it leading up to new york comic-con when they yeah. had the first trailer i was like Thank, Thank goodness. goodness, this is not going to yeah. be trash. This actually looks great. Yeah. And this is going to be huge. Like, do you remember, like, how shaky my mental state was? You were bad. You were leading bad up to way. that trailer? Yeah, you were in a bad way. You just, <laughs> I don't think, if, if that sucked, like, I think. I may you, not be here today. I may have just vanished into the woods. I was going to say. And become you, a hermit. You would have never been the same again. <laughs> it like, would have broken know. me. It would have broken you. This is such, yes. like, a big deal to you. Like, I was worried for you, honestly. Right. Like, I have a very high threshold for bad movies. I'll watch anything. Honestly, I have, like, don't, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but you were just, like, you. every childhood emotion was pinned to this thing. It was. Thing. It really was. And as soon as I saw the poster, I, like, my heart, like, loosened a little bit. I was like, oh, the vice around my heart, like, yes. loosened. And then, and then the, after the first The poster is incredible. And then it tightened a little bit when we got the Pratt announcement, and then it loosened again. Well, the Pratt announcement <laughs> was before this. 
Oh, was it? Yes. Okay. That was, that was a while was ago fun. at this point. I don't know. Anyways, there were some highs and lows there. But, uh, but yeah, as, as soon as we saw more and more movie, uh, trailers, I think we were pretty getting, feeling pretty good I was, about it. I was very confident about this the whole way. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, 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 it cleared a billion easily. Easily. And, you know, old, old Barbie movie took the spot of the biggest earner of the yeah, year. Yeah, well, which, that movie I mean, is incredible. So, doesn't yes. Doesn't matter, but who cares? Hey. But we, we will have another year of Nintendo movie predictions ahead of us, which is fun and or exciting. Or many years. It might be and multiple years. To clarify, the way I felt about the Mario movie, I did not feel about the Zelda movie. See, I feel more... You probably feel more... I feel more... Tied in knots about that. the Zelda movie, and even now when I think about it, I don't want to talk about it, so... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll live in the woods. All right. Because I think it's going to be bad. Anyways. 23, um, this was yours. Yeah. And this happened. This happened. Mostly. New 2D Mario game, not Mario the movie, the game, but a new 2D Mario game, Mario Wonder, was was announced and, and launched this year. Well, um, well, you're, you're kind of twisting the words here. The prediction was announced, announced alongside, alongside the Mario movie. I think it's close enough that you close get enough. that. Yeah, I think, I think it was definitely at the year of Mario. There was a, a lot of Mario stuff. That Nintendo did, um, I think that they were absolutely capitalizing on the movie um, and like the popularity of the movie. And we did see some of that stuff sort of carry over into Wonder, like the yeah. expressions and the voices and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I think I think that this came true. I agree. That's close enough to count it. Uh, we have one more, our big bonus uh, prediction which was, of the many June games, one will get delayed. So there was just this glut of games in yeah. June. Yeah. What was... Were, did, so there yeah. was Street Fighter, there was Diablo, I think there was one more. I think was it Resident Evil? No, that came out a little bit different. Sadly, this didn't happen. Oh. So that prediction didn't count. It was a bonus prediction, so maybe it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. But maybe, maybe one of those games should have been delayed. Maybe that would have been the right move. Maybe that would have been the right move. I mean, I don't know. This year, again, was just like, you can't win if you were a publisher or a developer. You just had to deal with it. And some people dealt with it by just putting their hands, heads in the sand, I think, and just gutting it out. Yeah. But it just, yeah, it was tough. It was a really tough year. We have more talk about release dates in the news section. But yeah. let's count these up. I think so we're tied. For me, one... Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. For you, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Wow, look at that. I mean, wow. my, I mean, my predictions were much more bold and interesting, but I guess in the end, no. If you're just coming down to the numbers, I think mine were equally bold and equally interesting. February Nintendo Direct, like two weeks after we recorded this podcast. Equally wow. bold. I'm still baffled by this Halo prediction. <laughs> I didn't why know. Were we, why were we even thinking of Halo? I, I don't understand. It was like very early in the year. I did not know that they canceled it. I didn't know. Uh, rate our performance on these predictions. Give it. A, give our. Give our predictions a letter grade. Give it. Give it to us. Yes, please. In no, the comments. you. Oh, uh, me. Yes. I thought you meant them. Well, they can do it too. But you, right now, give us one. I'm giving myself an A plus. No, just us collectively. Oh, collectively. I think they're. I think this is quite good. I think we did really quite well, good work honestly. Us, yes. I think we did a well. A plus. A plus. Okay, maybe A. I think it's A minus if you didn't. Well, you're, a, you're a hard teacher. <laughs> like you, you're. You don't grade on the bell curve, do no, you? No, there's no such thing as that. I see. Um, I think we did pretty okay, honestly. Like I was. I a, think so. Too. I was a little bit nervous because I was like, uh, 
are, are we going to look back and every single one is going to be like, goodness, we were so no. wrong, like so off the mark. But no, we did really good. And there were some, there were definitely some bold ones in here that happened. Well, this fills um, me with confidence as we, you know, in a few weeks, we'll be doing this all over again. Yeah. I can't wait. I love this. It's fun. I'm it's feeling, fun. I'm feeling like re-energized oh, by my rightness. Another year of lukewarm predictions. Here we go. Another <laughs> Here year of being right. Halo's finally going to get that co-op. <laughs> That's my first prediction for 2024. <laughs> Halo co-op re-emerges. <laughs> there was actually a Halo announcement this morning. I saw that. And I was like, what if that's the co-op? Because <laughs> <laughs> they pre-announced the announcement. But it absolutely it wasn't. Was no, it was not It was something else. I, I know. But part of me was like, is she actually going to be right about that? And then what would you have done? Well, I would have had a different reaction. You would have bowed down. Yeah. That's right. Bowed down. You would have bowed to the okay. queen. Okay. Um, the it's, prediction uh, 2005 again. Got it. <laughs> uh, we asked our Patreon subscribers if they had any bold predictions for the year that they would like to share, whether they were right or wrong. Got some good responses. First is from Nick Clemens. I've been predicting for years that this will be the year we hear that Disney or maybe Apple tried and failed to buy Nintendo. It still didn't happen, but we learned that Microsoft still talks about it, so it sort of counts. <laughs> yes, the acquisition talk, always, the never leaked, ending. The leaked emails. There could be more leaked emails in our future. People seem to be leaking a lot of emails, so it could happen. Yeah, and the acquisitions, I think, will still be a thing. Yeah, um, totally. You know, especially with a lot of these companies being on maybe shaky ground mm -hmm. financially. Yes. You know, that, that, that's one way out of a financial problem is just to get bought. Right. And, and you know, have, have somebody else, mm -hmm. um, you know, fix, just throw money at the problem and, and exactly. make those go away. So I think this, exactly. this is still going to be a trend. I don't think Nintendo is getting acquired, but always fun to think about. Right. Stephen Cheney says, uh, excuse me, Cheney. There's a pronunciation guide. Oh. And I, I almost screwed that up. So see it. Stephen Cheney. Thank you. I keep expecting Ring Fit Adventure to have a sequel. Nintendo made this whole bulky peripheral so customers might as well have a second game they can play with it. Plus, people want variety in their workouts. I also thought there would be DLC for Bare Bones, Mario Party Superstars, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Mario Strikers. Ooh. Was, there was DLC for Switch Sports, right? No, was there? I, I there was a free update that added golf. Oh, that's But it, that yeah. was kind of it. Missed opportunity. Strikers added some characters. It was very weird. That was a weak effort. Mario Party was a no-show. Yeah, there was nothing. Um, Ring Fit, though. Ring Fit, I mean, I definitely think Ring Fit is going to be a thing still. They have um, not forgotten about Ring Fit Adventure. They definitely have not forgotten about it. I think they're saving it for Switch 2, honestly. So I don't think that this prediction was made for 2023, but maybe next year. Yeah. And finally, uh, Kai X says, when Tears of the Kingdom released, I didn't think I knew there would be DLC released for it. I understand the reasoning from the devs, but it still blows my mind that such an incredible game and an incredible opportunity is just over. Oh, yeah, they, they were really definitive. We didn't, ha we didn't have a prediction about Tears of the Kingdom DLC, we didn't. interestingly. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I... Because I, def I definitely was a little surprised when they said they weren't going to do it. Yeah, but then now, then I got got on board with your other prediction about like, oh, they'll probably do like a deluxe version. Don't, you know what I'm talking about that right now? Don't. Don't spoil it. This is for 20 Okay. I've talked about it before, but we're so close now. We can't bring it up again. We literally can't talk about anything no. on, this, on this episode we of this can. podcast? We Great. Can. Okay, fine. Anyways, yeah, we, we I was surprised too. And I, I, I didn't realize it was going to be such a definitive statement by them. They were like, 
there will be no DLC. Yeah, I respect okay. it though. I mean, yeah. if they're like, we, we did everything that we, that we thought, to do. We, you know, that we thought would be a great thing to do in this yeah. world, and we're going out on top. I can live with that. That's cool. I can respect that. Yeah, and it's good to just shut it down if you don't have right. it. You know. Yeah. Whew. A lot of wow. predictions. Wow. I think, cool. we, again, I think we, I'm really proud of us. I think we did really well. Let's see if we can replicate our A grade for 24 predictions in 2024. It's going to be a real doozy when we get to like 2045. 45 predictions for 2045. Yeah, yeah it's going to be really, <laughs> it's going to get a little unwieldy. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, that's going to be fun to do at the very beginning of next year. That, that should probably be our first episode for I think so. 2024. Yeah. Well, I am predicting that we're going to talk about some games we're playing after we thank a sponsor. Great. And that episode is HelloFresh. Or excuse me, that sponsor is HelloFresh. Thank you, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's number one, America's number one meal kit. Yes, we have been very reliant on HelloFresh right now because it is very busy during the holidays. Not only do you, are you planning for sort of bigger holiday gatherings, it's also like the season where people just come over. Like oh. people are just coming over. Stopping by, stopping I was in by. town. You know, stop, people are stopping by. People are like wanting to come over and drop things off. Like, oh, I have a gift for you, I wanna drop it off. And you inevitably end up with like emergency hosting duties which is a great thing to have um, some HelloFresh recipes in your fridge for, so you can like break it out for any sort of emergency hosting situation. And it's so nice because you look real good when you make a HelloFresh meal because it tastes really nice and the ingredients are fresh and it's probably a nice seasonal recipe and you can impress your guests, even if they just dropped in. Yes, I am on the hook to cook Swedish meatballs at my Ooh. mom's big Swedish Christmas Eve get-together. So, I did, so a, nice. I did a test run of those yesterday. Right. Turned out great, but I was literally in the kitchen like from about two o'clock until dinner time. Oof. And I thought, well, that was a, that was a lot of effort. Long day. Uh, that was uh, a lot of work. Uh, fortunately, I did just get a box of HelloFresh. So that is what I'm doing for the remainder of this week. Yeah. I, am, I am not putting that much time and effort into anything else that I'm eating, but I'm still gonna be eating great. Yeah, you have those nice 15 minute meals. Right. Um, so that's really easy and quick to come together when you right. don't wanna be in the kitchen for four hours. And there are over 45 weekly recipes to choose from so you mm -hmm. never fall into the dreaded food rut. Yes. So please go to hellofresh.com slash kitkristafree and use code kitkristafree for free breakfast for life. Oh One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash KitKristaFree with code KitKristaFree. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. It's like the coolest promo ever. That's amazing. To get free breakfast for life. Like, you cannot get better than that. Yeah. I'll put the link right over here and also in the description below. All right, the games we're playing. We've got some new stuff. Let's start with a game we've both been playing, which yeah. is SteamWorld Built. Yeah, we are both huge fans of all things SteamWorld. We've played every single one of the SteamWorld games. So we're really excited to check this one out. We actually saw this during GDC. Yes. Um, but we actually didn't get to like play it, it ourselves. It was a hands-off demo. Yeah, right. yeah. We were like shown by an expert like how to do this because it is one of those games where you just need a lot of time to really get into. Um, but since then, we've been... Um, you know, plugging away at our own games. 
And uh, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it, but I'm definitely like, I feel like I need more time and just more like direction okay. on how to move my town forward. Sure. So, so this is sort of a city building, yeah. SimCity-ish kind of game. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with SteamWorld, kind of the thing that they do is every game tends to be a different genre. Right. And they have an amazing track record of pulling off you know, all these different games and all these different genres and them all being really good. Right. And um, this is a pretty different type of game than they have done before. And that's kind of my, one of my big takeaways is like, it doesn't yet feel fully like a SteamWorld game. It feels like a very good city builder. Right. But I'm kind of wanting a bit more of that, the trappings of that Mm -hmm. universe that they have made and they've done they've gone to a lot of effort to make it feel connected and unified and work in all these different settings and games right right yeah so right now you kind of start out um with the basic like city builder town planner part of it you can choose a number of different configurations you too can. which yeah. i thought was interesting it's like you are not locked into one location. True, yeah. So I, I, I do kind of want to check later on of like, do they get progressively harder or right. are there different sort of resources for you? I don't mm -hmm. know because I just chose kind of the first one that they give you. Right. And um, you start out and, and, and you, you know, need to like kind of build up this town. They do use a lot of the characters from the SteamWorld universe. Um, the the story part of the game is very based around those characters. So there is a, a bit of a story connection there, um, but yeah, I, I agree with you that I love to see how the game progresses and connects back to the, this big, like very robust and vibrant universe that they've built. Um, but the city builder part is is very well done. Like it's very detailed. Like there's a lot of little sort of. Deep, like nitty gritty things that you have to kind of do that I'm learning very slowly. Like, okay, I need to do these things to make all of this work. It's very deep, um, so I'm just I'm just taking my time to really understand uh, how to how to you know do all those things. Yeah, one thing that is, I'd say, fairly unique to Steam World is you're managing not just what's happening on the surface of these worlds, but you right. do go underground, so you can freely switch between top side and then these like caverns right and there's some different stuff that happens underground like there's different resources that you're getting and different things that you're building but there is kind of an element of dealing with enemies mm -hmm. who will come at you um you know the first couple steam world games like steam world dig was one of the first steam world games and and you can like choose to like excavate a lot of the stuff right. in, in these caverns which which does feel true to form I've been I've played for several hours and I still feel like I'm in a tutorial though yeah, because me it's too. like okay you've done this now we need to get this resource so you need to build this building or this sequence of buildings or you need to upgrade this thing to do that I'm wondering at what point does it open up and just kind of let me kind of do really it, explore do it in a more free way because I right. still feel like it's a little handholdy of now you do this now you do this now you do this and it's introducing me to new systems and buildings and stuff like that right I agree that I I do feel like I'm in a sort of long tutorial but I'm also like I kind of need this tutorial because I have no idea what I'm doing and I yeah, just I yeah. need I need help like I do need to have this like very like handheld experience right now just because I need to learn um, like what this gameplay loop is. So, it's not a genre that I have 
played a lot because I worry about it getting a little overwhelming at times. Yeah. And this is definitely more complex than some of like the early SimCity games that I'm I'm most familiar with. Yeah. But I'd say it's it's not that complex that you like can't keep track of it. Um, it definitely, I think, is approachable for people who don't ordinarily play these types of games. Yeah, totally. Which is good. I do like, there's a nice touch where you can like zoom in pretty close. And, and the there's details. a lot happening. There's a lot of little details. There's like yeah. little people, you know, walking around mm -hmm. or like vehicles going out, like a train will come in. Yeah. It, it does feel pretty vibrant, which is neat. We're playing it on the, on the Switch. So right. this is not like, you know, powerhouse system, but it, it looks, it looks good. It does. The font is very small. It does seem I like do the need, font I is... I do need to gripe about that. Yeah, I feel like the font is built for like a PC. This game is on PC and I wonder if they were like, well, this is the font and this is just what we're shipping. Yeah. Um, they, do have some they do have some accessibility options. It would be nice to make that font just a little bit bigger. A little bit bigger. Because I'm, like, I'm, I'm not away. usually somebody who needs to squint at text, but I am absolutely squinting at text um, with what they're, they're putting on this, yeah, this share sure. screen. So I'd say overall, like, I like it, but I don't love it yet is kind of my Yeah, I'm going to keep it. going, though, and just try yeah, to understand yeah. it more because I think it has a potential for me to be very deep, like deeply like ingrained in it, but right. I just need to like know how to play it. Better. Right, right. And this is, I think, the last game that I needed to check out to feel prepared for the game of the year podcast oh, next year. Oh, wow. So I'm gonna, I have a little bit more to go on that, but I do feel pretty... Equipped? Equipped and caught up. I, I did played, it. I didn't play everything, obviously, but I think Between I... Between the two of us, though. I think I played as much as I could. I think we played it all. We played a lot of games this year. I think we did it. Right. Like, it's kind of amazing, honestly. Right. Uh, something else that I, I just checked this out last night on a whim. Ooh. So there have been a lot of kind of updates been put out by Larian for Baldur's Gate 3. And one of them caught my eye. One of the recent updates was that we've added a new epilogue to the game. Mm. And I thought, well, what's this? What could this be? And I started to look into it. So they basically added a whole other little sequence in the camp that takes oh. place like a couple months after the final battle. Oh, wow. So, <clears throat> so I thought, oh, that sounds pretty cool to check out. People may remember I had kind of a bad experience with, right. with the ending of the game where the game crashed for me Yikes. the first time through the ending about midway through it. And then I went through and I did it again. And the ending that I saw the second time seemed a little different than what I got the first time. So I can't... You were confused. I had kind of a bad taste in my mouth about that, honestly, because uh, I was like, maybe that other ending would have been better. Did you not or, like the ending that you got? No, I just wanted to know that there were there were some seemingly there were some different things that happened to those characters that I like wanted significant things. Kind of. Okay. That I wanted to mm. know. So to get to this epilogue, they don't explain this very well, unfortunately. I had to dig around online of like, how do I actually get to this? Okay. I did have to go through the final boss again. Fortunately, I had a save that was like right before. Oh. I was like halfway, it was like more than halfway through that final boss. Okay. Because I was like, do I remember how to play this game? <laughs> Maybe the final yeah. boss is not the- It's like really hard. I haven't played this game in like two or three months. It's been a while. Yeah. But I was able to do that no problem. I had to watch the base ending again. Was it the same one? I oh. So I got to see the, the ending that was interrupted by the crash. <gasps> Which was How good. does this keep happening Which to you? No, it didn't crash. I know, but like, why? Let me you... finish. Okay. This was good for me because what I realized was 
the same things happen just in a different sequence. They would kind of have like, now this something happens to this character, now this character. Maybe they lay those out at random, but the things that I thought happened were the same thing that happened in my other ending, just in a different order. Why did you think that they were so different? It's a huge spoiler if I was to tell you. It would be a massive spoiler for me to tell you. Oh. <clears throat> and... Oh, I see. Okay. So I'm glad that I could get that weird thing out of my mouth of, okay. not, of not knowing the so what... So now you're good. Of not knowing the what if. But then afterwards you go to the camp, which is kind of like, you know... You're where, always at the camp. What you go to have your kind of character interactions. Yeah. And the way they set it up is really nice. It's like six months have passed and you all agree to get together for a big party. So it's got this very like festive atmosphere. Okay. And you can kind of reconnect with these characters and see what they have been up to over the last six months. And it does answer quite a few questions about the ultimate, what happens to these characters. Oh. In a way that I'm like, why was this not just included in the game from right. day one? That's interesting. Yeah. It, but is it like more like cutscene and conversation based? It's it's it... conversation. Okay, okay. Right, and it, it's um, it is interactive too. So you like I'm gonna, now I'm gonna go walk over here and talk to this person. To this I'm gonna person. walk to the, I'm okay. gonna go pet the dog now. I'm gonna, oh. The dog is there. You you can you can talk to the dog about what the dog's been doing. Uh, <laughs> if you have that skill, do you have the skill to talk to the animals? I think so. Okay, well if you ever beat this game, you can <laughs> talk, to, talk, talk to, to the, the dog, dog about what's been happening mm -hmm. with the dog. Um, they do also end it on what seems like a pretty big hint at the next thing, either DLC, DLC, or a future game. Like they kind of like, like, oh, and this this enemy is now looming over us, and what could that mean? I was like, oh, there's kind of so there's kind of a lot in this for this thing that they put out again many months later. I guess maybe they want to keep it like interesting. Because, like, after so, people stop playing it, like, this is a reason to go back. I mean, making up a whole new ending seems like quite a drastic step. But I'm glad, so I'm, I'm very glad that I did this because I liked it a lot. I recommend to anybody who finished this game and thought they were done, just, just check this out. Like, it took me, like, 20 minutes to, this seems to get through it This seems very important. It seems, it's very important. <laughs> I wonder if you beat the game now. If you would automatically I so. get the... I think so. Oh, okay. I think well, so. that's good. But a lot of... I mean, a lot of people are done with this game. Right, right, right. So... And it's... It, and again, it's not one of those things where you can just watch it on YouTube because it's very custom to what happened to yes. you. Because I have... Because my characters died along the way. They're gone. And they'll, like, talk about, like, oh, well, what happened? Well, oh, some of the characters you just Oh, we, we, we're keeping so-and-so in our hearts because they've perished. Like, that kind of stuff. Oh, no. Right. Um... So a very significant thing that we have here. Okay. Which I'm Go very I'm very glad that on a whim I decided to check this out. Yeah. Um, kind of giving me this closure on this game and this ending that I had wanted and, had, and had felt very iffy about. Good thing you did this before Game of the Year discussion. That, because I that think thought that crossed my mind too. Really have colored your right, right. opinion. Because I think you were very disappointed that the thing happened yeah, to you at the very end. That was a bummer. They also did say in those past notes, we have improved the stability for Act 3, which I'm glad to hear that. Oh, good. Because Act 3 was kind of technically shaky. and that, shaky. Like I said, that's where I had all those crashes. Yeah. They all happened in the later parts of the game. Ooh. So, the saves, though. The, the, the 20 saves. Yes. 
you know, thank thank you to them for for continuing to work on the game. But I yeah, I would love to know the story of how this was not just included. Maybe it was out just of, wasn't out of ready. The Maybe they're busy doing the, the ending. Game. Wasn't ready. We'll the ship ending it wasn't later. Because <laughs> remember, like with Mass Effect, in that case, they changed the ending due to fan outcry. Oh yeah, I this do is, remember This was that. a long time ago, but this was like a major like internet moment. Right. Because people didn't like the initial ending, and they basically changed it, and they shipped that later. And people were like, you can't do this. Like, this is art. This is what it is. Maybe it's just in this case they are adding more to yeah. what happened. I think calling it an epilogue is the right term for it. It's not like they changed the They didn't the change the ending. It just gives you more to it. But it does feel kind of important oh. to conclude the game. Okay. So, some thoughts on that. Wow. This is a, such an interesting approach. It is really interesting. And again, like this was such a throwaway thing. I was like, oh, I've got 20 minutes. I'll check this out. And I was like, oh my God. Why? Thank goodness you <laughs> did. They just, they just put this out. It's a little update. Well, maybe this is where they, they combat recency bias by putting it right here. <laughs> but guess what? You the remember, Game Awards. It's not the... too late. <laughs> Vote for us. Vote for us. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. This is very, oh, very clever, Larian. Okay. You. Um, I have finally started. The Super Mario RPG remake. Oh, thank goodness. I have been wondering if I should start after we finished our complete playthrough of the original SNES Super Mario um, RPG, mm -hmm. which we're getting real close on. Yeah. Um, but I decided that I would just go, gonna go ahead and start it um, right now, since people are saying like, you were definitely saying like you should you should you should play this game. Right. Um, and I really love it. Like, I, obviously, I've been watching the. Early parts of the NES playthrough, you were playing the game. The latter parts, we've been playing it together here. Yes. So, you know, obviously I, I kind of know what's going to happen and, and what's going on. And um, I'm getting through the remake at a very fast pace because I, I, I kind of remember, like, generally what to do. But it's really cool to see the two games, like, very closely side by side because it, there is a lot of things that just, like, is very interesting. Like enemy design, for example, is the most one of the most weird things in this game. Like they just look so they're, ridiculous. They're strange in some cases, yeah. So ridiculous. Right. And it's like, oh wow, they were like kind of blobby and like, you know, un unrecognizable in the original game. Yeah. But now that I see them in like sharp focus, they also still look ridiculous and weird. Um, the game is beautiful. It's just like such a cool look, you know, for this game. I, I think both you and I were like, how do we describe the style? It's like a very kind of, you know, sort of like plastic yeah. kind of toy. Very clean. Clean, yeah. bright. But it's great. It has like the same, it reminds me of the same similar look to the Link's Awakening remake. Yes. Where it has like that very polished, yes, yes. clean look. Um, it looks great. Um, yeah, I, I love it. I mean, I really do. I, I don't have the nostalgia that others do playing this game, you know, originally on SNES. Um, I, I didn't play this game back in the day, so this is all new to me. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm really enjoying it. Good. And you were not going to go past I'm not. where we are in the streams. Are you, did you continue playing this at all? Are you I've kind of, I've kind of put it down, paused. honestly, because I have other things to play, and I'm, I, I don't want to spoil what we're doing on those streams, so yeah. I'll, I'll just come back to it later. Again, we're getting so close; it could be like any moment now. Yeah, I think I think we've got maybe one to three more 
streams to go. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to be great. Finally, I have been continuing to play Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Very interesting range of responses to what I was saying about this game. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> Last week like, of some people saying I had no problems. Yeah, so you, what you were saying is that in these larger areas in the map, you just don't know where to go. You keep getting lost. The game, yeah, the game does not do, do a good job of communicating yeah. where you should go. And sometimes even leads you down the wrong path. Right, I and some found. people say that they have not had this problem right. at all. I continue to feel this way, although this last stretch of the game has been better. Okay. Uh, it has felt a bit more... I don't want to say it's less open, because I think that, that maybe sounds like a negative, but... I think the objectives have been more clear. The locations have been more clear. It's been a pretty exciting part of the game. There's been a lot happening. Uh, the game does do a thing where in certain areas it will pair you up with a helper. And that's another weird like thing. Like a human helper? Yeah, like 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 a like, like a, another Star Wars another character. Char another character okay. who is like fighting with you or doing things with okay. you. And you have very minimal you can basically like tag an enemy for them to attack okay but you know you are there's a lot of like dialogue between say, you yeah, and them as you're running cool. around like they do often have abilities that you don't have so the one that i had most recently is a character who is one of the um if you watched the ahsoka series you would know she's one of the like night sisters the, the witches oh, of, of dathomir yeah so she has magic Ooh. and like honestly this magic is like way better than the force because she's doing like all sorts of crazy stuff yeah so you and, basically have her fighting alongside Right, you. and she's like definitely like a match for your character. And I kind of like I kind of like having these characters there because there's the banter and there's other things happening and they're doing other things that are specific to them. So part of me was like, gosh, I wonder if they ever thought about like, could we do the Co whole game? Yeah. There's other, like there's another guy who's more of like a mercenary, but he has like a Mandalorian jetpack so he can fly oh, around a little bit. That's um, cool. Those are the main ones that I've had so far, but I, I like it when they're with you because it, yeah. you know there's there's a lot of fun things that that happen. But I think I'm getting close-ish. So think you're I, definitely gonna beat this game. I think I am. How many hours is it? I don't think it's that long. I think okay. it's okay. So you're just doing the story mode. I think obviously. it's sub. I mean, that's all there is. Oh. <laughs> that's all this game is is a story mode. I think it's sub twenty hours to finish. Oh wow! So it's okay. not it's not super long, but. I'm not, I mean, despite that one pretty big shortcoming, I'm liking it quite a bit. Okay. And with this latest section, like I said, they, I, I, they do seem to be improving on that. So I don't, I don't, not as this is one where I'm like, I actually before. don't know what my final feeling is going to be. I guess if they don't bungle the ending. Like usually by this point in the game, I'm like, yeah, I really like this or I really, I really don't like this. I'm like, yeah. I'm like you were kind of close to nopen out of it let's, a couple days I really, ago. I really was. Because you were getting lost so many times. I was getting frustrated. And you were getting frustrated. Right. And you had to like have basically have a game guide with you. I, like, I had to do that quite a bit and I have had to do that not very much at all over the past huh. week. So this weird. is one of those weird games where it's like, how are they going to stick this landing? Let's find out. That's the main thing. Don't, right. don't, it's like eating a good dinner. You can mess up a couple courses yeah. along the way and it's still be a good dinner, but if you mess up dessert. It's true. That's the end. It's true. Yeah. All right. Those are the games we are playing. Let's get into the news. My document has just broken on me here, so I'll look at yours. Okay. The third Sonic movie has been announced and is coming December 20th, 2024. Oh that is boy. not this year. That is next no. year. No, no, don't get confused. It's next year. And we got a tweet. Uh, it says, off and running, Sonic movie 3, only in theaters. Uh, I assume this is this is Knuckles? 
I'm assuming. Yes, I believe so. Isn't Idris Idris Elba, Elba is is, is knuckles. knuckles? Knuckles. And I remember at one point they were talking about. I don't know if they're still doing this, like a TV show that's like a spin-off that has oh, Knuckles more yeah. of at the focal point. But I mean, we watched we for part of Sonic. These, Week. I've watched both Sonic movies. These movies are good. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hate the first Sonic movie. Believe it or not. Yeah. I haven't seen the second one, but I'm I'm sure that one is. They were they're at, good. At, at least the same quality. The second so. one is very good. It's funny. It's like entertaining. I like it. I I actually really like these movies. I think they and they they do well. For in in like yeah, the totally. like the box office or totally. whatever. Totally, it seems to have been a, a pretty big they, hit for they them. They have a it's a hit. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's good that there's more you know good video game movies and, and adaptations out there. Yeah, quality and there's some really like high profile you know actors and stuff in these yeah. movies. So yeah. it's like legit. I think it's great. Uh, we can contrast that to our next story, which is also Sonic related about Sonic games. <laughs> where the some of the people from Sega have come out and admitted that the game had a weaker start than they expected. They're talking about how they hope that in the future the game will have more of a long tail, yeah, and will you know pick up the pace just over time. Mm -hmm. But you know this was one that a lot of people flagged from the start. This game came out a couple days before Mario Wonder. Yeah, a lot of people are like, why are you doing this? It's the same type of game. That was silly. In a series that everybody agrees is not at the same level as Mario. Why don't you move this? And they didn't. And what do you know? This happened. Right. I mean, in in a year where it's just so easy for things to get overshadowed, like you didn't need to put yourself into a situation where you're basically setting yourself to do that. You know? Right. It just it's not. It's it was just kind of silly that that was just something something that that easily could have been remedied but didn't, um, and, and of course it had the, the result that everyone kind of thought would happen. Right, and you know th this point is not specific to Sega right. or Sonic, but it just feels like release dates are something that the industry has to get smarter at. We've talked about this a lot this year. Yeah, like there's too many good games that just don't. Catch ever see on the light of day. because yeah. there's something there's like a bigger fish that they are competing with, and companies are either too stubborn, or there's like an ego thing, or they just don't think about it. Like you got to get out of the way of those. It's so true. It's like it might seem like something small, but it really is like the foundation of how you can get your game in front of an audience. It's like the yeah. basics of picking a date. Um, that seems to have been really hard for a lot of people this year. I don't know if it's because it's a unique year where we just had so much stuff and everyone's sort of like grasping at like the fact that there was so many things that was happening every day of every month. But I don't think that we're going to see a, a significant slowdown. Like I don't think in 2024 it's suddenly going to be like, oh, we're back to having like one game a month. But so. I mean, look at, I mean, we're in December now. There's like nothing coming out. Like that that's fertile ground for some of these games. Right. Like I'm sure in this case they're like, we need to get Black Friday sales. And yes, in some sense you do. Right. But I'm sure there are a lot of games out there where December would have been a totally fine time to release. Right, right. That they're just not even considering. Like there's there's a lot of like old timey thinking. Or like Q1 is is oftentimes say like oh, 
game will be sent to die if you put it out in Q1. It's like, no, yeah, we actually have actually, a lot think... of examples of games doing great mm -hmm. in Q1. The Switch launched in a Q1. The whole, yeah. the whole system launched in a Q1. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of antiquated thinking around the whole holiday season. And we were talking about this around like Black Friday and how there was like no really like sales momentum stuff that we saw because people's habits have really right. changed, you know? Yeah, so. and I put out a tweet on this um, and a lot of people, you know, made a smart comment that is like, yes, that was a factor, but also this was, you know, a full price game. And for the for the people who have played it, they're like, yeah, this, this didn't really feel mm. like a $60 game yeah. to them. So, and yeah, that's another area where you know, people should get smarter, can get smarter. Like we have this wider range of prices that are available. So unless you really need to price something to like make enough money to make it, mm -hmm. you know, work from a business sense, you should really think about what what is the right price point that's going to click with people who might actually buy this thing. Right, right. Yeah, and there's so many ways to do that now, like the, the all digital approach, obviously, and um, there's so many different ways to like update your price model, I guess, so that you're, it makes more sense. Um, but yeah, it's tough. And, and, and then you have the other end of the spectrum where games just, some games are priced really like, you know, expensive too. Well, I mean, so a lot it's of like, it's like, it's like, I understand why Spider-Man 2 was $70. Right. I, I don't understand. I mean, Sonic $60, Superstars, yeah. like, I don't think the budget, you can even compare the budget That's for those two games. Yeah, the spectrum is too wide now, you know, right. on that range. Jeez. So that's just a frustrating <sighs> thing that keeps happening. Uh, just a fun coincidence that it all happened to Sonic. Poor just Sonic. a fun coincidence. Poor Sonic. This is a very strange news segment so far. This next thing, I'm going to tell you now, we're, we're not going to include these images in our podcast. Oh. Uh, so the character of Wapich was revealed by its original creator, the creator also of Waluigi. Right. Very strangely just posted these on his personal Instagram account uh -huh. with like some little captions of like, yeah, this is a thing I did a long time ago. Yeah. And he was answering comments, answering questions, like all about this. And over the weekend, these vanished, which is why we cannot post these because if, if Nintendo gets serious about trying to delete this from the internet, we don't want to get caught up in that, you know? Yeah, oof. But... You can find, I'm sure you can find them if you're curious or if, if you have yeah, not seen them exists, before. Yeah, everything exists, will continue to exist on the internet, yes. don't worry. Uh, fortunately, they're not as grotesque as the Waluigi design, but they maybe are just a little bland as was how we were feeling about it. Yeah, they're kind of, I, I was a little bit scared to look at these, to be <laughs> honest, because I wasn't sure if I was going to be met with something horrifying. <laughs> I am not the biggest Waluigi fan. You're not? I mean, shocker, but uh, but yeah, I was afraid to be met with something very grotesque um, or grotesque. But uh, we it ended up being okay, a little bit basic. You got a purple dress. It's fine. I mean, I'm I'm sure you know there will be just endless amounts of fan art for this character as, sure. as happens. I'm sure. But uh, the designer did reveal uh, that this was originally for Mario Power Tennis. Mm -hmm. Um. And again, this is the creator of, of Waluigi. So I don't know why tennis is always the jumping off point for these weirdo creep creepazoid I guess it's characters. Like, you know, like it's very low stakes to put it in like a sports game. Yeah. It's not as like permanent as like a Mario mainline, you yeah. know? I, I don't I don't know. Look. Uh they somebody also asked a question of was there ever a design for a uh Watoad? 
A Watteau. And this designer said that a slightly scary image comes to mind when I think about it. So maybe <gasps> that's the one to be scared of. Oh no. Maybe that's the one to be scared of. But you know, I'm I am glad that we that Nintendo saw fit to not make Wah versions of every single character. Yeah, we don't need Wahs of everything. You could argue they've maybe taken it far too far by having Waluigi at all. Right. So I am a Wario lover, though. Oh, I, I absolutely am too. So I'm glad that Wario exists. I'm not super excited about the prospect of like a you know expansion of into like Wah Toad, Wah Peach, Wah Yoshi. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, that's that's a monstrous yeah. thought. We need a uh, Wabowzat. No. That's what we need. No. No. This is where she... Let's... let's. The crown will get put onto... Wa yeah. Uh, Nintendo's just going to call Google. Hi, can you stop the internet? Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Hi, it is... Yeah. Mi this is Miyamoto. But <laughs> the internet has been canceled. Thank you. Can you please cancel the internet? Thanks. But yeah, again, this guy was just posting these. I don't know why on his personal Instagram. Oh, it's scary. They have since been gone. I don't know why he thought this would be an okay thing to just post. I mean, this is an right. unreleased character. And of course, when he drew the design, the character, it was when he was working at Nintendo. Yeah, he was working for Nintendo or so at Nintendo. So Nintendo owns that um, right. IP, I believe, so. I mean, maybe people, maybe some people just don't think as much about these as, as others, but like the moment I saw it, I was like, oh, this is gonna be like toast and. Yeah. It actually stayed up for a little bit longer than, than maybe I thought it would, but they yeah, they, they, they got to him. Yeah, not surprised there. I wonder if he got a stern talking to by a lawyer, probably. Yes. Yeah, probably. Yes, you can't do that. Uh, our next story is an interesting one about Bethesda responding to Starfield user reviews on Steam. So oh, yes, I saw this. The game, you know, uh, on Steam, the game gets categorized of, you know, overwhelmingly positive or, over, you know, they, they rate how people are talking about this game. So it, it, it's in the, the mixed category now, Ooh. which is right in the middle. And now Bethesda's customer service is actually like responding to, to the, comments. the more negative reviews. Uh -huh. And it's just an interesting thing for them to be doing, but... They're kind of, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I, I guess my, my question exactly is that, is like, what is the end goal to this? Is it to get your, to have these responses, you know, change someone's mind? Or like, what is the, I guess, what is the end goal to doing this? Right. So like, there was one, here's one example that we'll share. Like somebody was talking about how the game was boring and then this is the response. We're sorry that you do not you do not like landing on different planets and are finding many of them empty. Some of Starfield's planets are meant to be empty by design, but that's not boring. Oh boy. Again, did that did that change the person's mind? I'm I like, oh, it's actually not boring because Bethesda told me. No. I feel like it would make them more mad, honestly. Right. Like <laughs> like you're you're just going to want to be a contrarian now because you you got big the big corporation telling right. you that your opinion is wrong. And now you look a little insecure as the big corporation. That right. You're like, oh, well, I, I need to you know, personally respond to every little bit of criticism here. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think they know, like, update the game, have new content for the game. Like, yeah. keep, keep working on that. That's the way yeah. that you can actually change these people's mind versus telling them you're wrong. Yeah, focus on 
the positive things that you can control, right? That, right. That's how you change somebody's opinion. Like you can you can read the comments, maybe use that to gather like a plan for what key things to update that people are, you know, maybe having a negative response to. Right. But the individual singling out and comment response is a very strange thing to do, and I don't know if it actually helps at all. Yeah, I think it might hurt. I mean, not, I mean, maybe some of these are factual in nature, but even then, it's just like. I think we all agree like these these sorts of reviews and comments are just like just let them be. Yeah, well they're not going to listen to you. If they're if, yeah. if they're good, bad or whatever. Like this isn't like a Yelp review on like some bad restaurant like I'm, I'm sorry that your pizza came out undercooked. Well, we'll <laughs> come back and we'll make it right. Like this is not that kind of a situation. It just feels weird and maybe like they have not completely read the room. Yeah, it does. It does. And I I do think like it makes them look a little desperate. It does it does tell me that they are a little nervous about the state of the game. It does. That they're like, you yeah. know, our, the next phase of, of what we're doing is to change the public perception of this game and how can we do that? And here, here's a list of things which must include uh, responding to Steam reviews. Yeah, yeah. It seems odd to put resources behind that when you can put that energy into like something... Something worthwhile. Something else. Yeah. yeah. Something so worthwhile. I don't know if how long they're going to keep at this. They may realize now that there's been a bit of you know news coverage that this is not the best. Maybe they'll yeah. stop. Maybe they'll continue. I don't know. But it's it's just strange. Yeah. It's a little bit. It's a little bit desperate. By the time this episode is out, the GTA Six trailer will be out. Yes. So I don't. I don't think it makes sense for us to do predictions, but do you just have any thoughts about this game when we're in this kind of last moment before we know what this game is? Well, we think it's ping pong and not GTA. <gasps> ping pong. Table tennis, not ping pong. Ping pong. Did you ever play, did you play Rockstar Table Tennis? No, it looks like fun It's though. good. It looks really It's like fun. legit good. That was one of the all-time expectation management fails when that got <laughs> revealed. I actually remember this pretty well. They gave an exclusive to, I think it was IGN, uh -huh. and IGN really hyped this up. They're like, we have the next game reveal from Rockstar Games coming tomorrow. And everybody was like, oh my god, GTA, whatever. Yeah, oh my god, GTA, yeah. or like, it's some, and it was like, and it ended up being table tennis? Like, they got so roasted Whoops. for that, and they should have, because that was terrible expectation management. Yeah. You know, my feeling on this is, it's been 10 years since we've had a GTA game, since then a lot of the real, like, important creative people have left Rockstar. Right. Like, I just yeah. want to see how they manage releasing a new one of these games 10 years later because a lot's changed. Yeah, I would say that just not only, like, the main people are gone, but I feel like people's, the, the way our gaming appetites are too people was yeah. like the whole idea of, of open world games has changed a lot exactly that has totally changed and evolved so like can they keep the sort of the spirit of a gta game but updated enough to like take into consideration that the world is different 10 years later you know so that that's the biggest thing for them that's going to be a challenge and you know these games have a very specific like vibe to them obviously you don't want to lose that because mm -hmm. that's what makes these games like so fun and so special um but there's there's got to be some significant like overhaul to make sure that it's still like it, it can feel modern um right so yeah right. That, that's one thing that i'm a little concerned about because it's been so long and so you know what is it going to be now you know 
Yeah, so that's, you know, obviously I'm curious to see the game and find out what it is, um, but that is kind of an overarching thing that I'm interested in seeing too, is just like, is this mm -hmm. the same rock star? Yeah. Have they changed? If so, how? Or are they kind of, you know, going to be their old, you know, stubborn selves? And, and will that will that help them or will that hurt them? Yeah. Due to the passage of time. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's just a rare, it's just a rare place for mm -hmm. a company to be of not having put out a game in 10 years. Retro Studios. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing that happens when you, the longer you wait in between, like sort of the expectations change. Right. The right. world obviously <laughs> continues to change, you know, people's, yeah, it's just, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. Right. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not worried that people won't care because, you know, GTA Online is, is, continues to be a massive, massive hit. So yeah. it's not like we haven't had GTA in our lives, but there's just so much around it yeah. that, that's different. There's very, there's a lot of pent up energy around right. it. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's look at some questions from the community. We get these every week from our Patreon community. Our first one is from Ninja11. I gotta look on yours for this one. Okay. My document continues to be broken. Uh-oh. Maybe they really did shut down Google. <gasps> this we, is Miyamoto? We use a Google document. Maybe the, this is Miyamoto. Please cancel the internet. I think they did it. Oh, they canceled the internet because but of only the mine Mario and not yours. cereal? Hey, Kit and Krista. How did we end up with a Super Mario Odyssey cereal that had an <laughs> Amiibo card in it, and will we ever see something like that again? I know they had Mario and Zelda cereals in the NES, oh, NES days, so I was hoping to see more games get their own food products. Yeah. Nintendo, it's a breakfast now. It's a breakfast Nintendo, now. Nintendo, <laughs> it's a cereal. Wow, I've had that trapped in my head for like <laughs> way too long. Did you ever eat the cereal? No, I never got it. Your mom didn't probably. Like I don't think I could. Bad I don't you. think I could find you it. Find it. Okay. What was it was like it was the, the Nintendo. Uh, they had a funny name for it that was like a riff on the NES. Yeah, it's like the Nintendo, like, eat... eat. The, the Nintendo, like, nutritional system or something like that. <laughs> That's not what it is, but they had some funny name. And I remember half of it was Mario and half, half of it was, was like Zelda. Zelda. Yeah. They must have had two different bags. This is where I go on eBay and I buy like a vintage box of cereal really and I open it up and I like kill myself. It's going to be like that. Like Steve that MRE. Yeah, you're going to get a puff of cereal dust that's <laughs> well, going to like... that's the end of me. Um, this though. This though. The Super Mario Odyssey uh, Super Mario cereal. I love this. I love this. This is such a clever... It was from our partnerships team that did this. They were in their bag on this one. They were so in their bag on this one because it was one of those... It, it was another one of those like right place, right time. Switch launch year. Give us all your big ideas. This is a key, you know, Nintendo yeah. holiday title, obviously. This is where like Nintendo was putting so much like effort, energy, money into like mass marketing where they wanted to reach like people in different places that's not just yeah. like on YouTube during a with a game trailer or something like this. So this ended up being one of the things that they did, which is amazing. Around this time though, this team, which is called Strategic Initiatives, kind of went through some philosophical changes and yeah. some personnel changes. And I think they had just a real... They had like an aha moment. They had a real big like sense of like mission, I think, all of a sudden. Yeah. And they would always tell us like, you know, we're not interested in just doing these expected products and partnerships. Right. Like we want to find something that gets people excited. 
and something that they didn't expect. And I think this is the perfect embodiment of yeah. that. And this is where it really started to ramp up into these huge partnerships right. that we saw obviously come to fruition this year, which is the theme parks, the movie, and who knows what else is going to be in the future. But yeah, this ended up being one of those first early examples of that team like turning it into their big like new focus. And then later on, we got lots of unexpected things like black milk clothing and ColourPop Animal Crossing makeup Legos. that I used this morning. Um, I actually still have a box of the cereal at home unopened. I don't. So you should bring you should bring that in. I'll bring it in. Yeah. Put it put it back here. We can. Yeah. Or we can eat it. That's no, we're not we're not opening that. It's gonna be it's no. gonna make you sick. Do not open that. You don't think that's a collector's item. Don't, don't open it. It's not open. It'll, it's it'll it's last literally for... it's in my like pantry right now. What kind of cereal is it? So it's like an it original. It looks like it's like original. So it's not based on any other type of cereal. The closest thing I can see is a rice, uh, no, um, Lucky Charms maybe? Because it has like the marshmallow bits in it. Why do they call those marshmallows? It's not marshmallows. To me, those are really not marshmallows. It's just sugar cubes. <laughs> is it like a freeze-dried marshmallow? I think so, yeah. Because as a kid, I would sometimes get those. And I was like, this is not a marshmallow. What is this weird thing it's that like I'm... It's a weird texture, too. When it's like styrofoamy. It. it is, and it has like a weird, like, when you bite into it, it's like squeaky yeah, it's like, a little bit. I don't, yeah. I don't like it. I know Nintendo should make more food things. I would love that oh. because they used to do, um, like, sodas as well. Remember the We've sodas? We've talked extensively about yeah. those sodas, yeah. And then yeah. there was, a, when we were there, they, they did do something with, like, um, was that candy? I was like, no, no, it was like Chef Boyardee, or was it like SpaghettiOs, or... Lunchables? Wanna, there was definitely Lunchables. Oh. It's all the Lunchables you can eat. I don't know what else you could ask for. Gogurt? <laughs> Remember the Gogurt? <laughs> Pizza rolls! Pizza rolls. But that was not... There was no, was ami no, there was no amiibo, amiibo in your yeah, pizza roll. It was not an amiibo in the pizza roll. <laughs> pizza roll they should, amiibos. They should put an amiibo Let's do that. We might roll. sell some more. So like exploding your oven. <laughs> Anyways, that's fun. Yeah, I, I really did love this, and it was such a fun thing. I think we gave it away at the lunch event, too. That's how I got my box. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's very just, cute. Just throwing cereal into the crowd? <laughs> okay. Like boxes of it or loose cereal? Like a, like a t-shirt gun at like a basketball game? <laughs> you have a cereal gun? Oh, I like love a shotgun that. Just that open your shoots, mouth? Shoot cereal? Shoot marshmallow. Marshmallow <laughs> um, Nintendo cereal into your mouth. It's great. Frulio asks, what is the likelihood that we will see a Mario Sunshine 2 or a Mario Galaxy 3? Do you think Nintendo will ever revisit these games, or have they since moved on a long time ago? Oh, wow. Re uh, sequels to these sort of, okay. I think... Oh. We talked about this not long ago, but I'll say it again. I think Nintendo might like another crack at a Mario Sunshine game. You think so? I think they know. I think they have the self-awareness to know that was not their best work. Oh. And I think they probably feel like, you know, we could probably do a lot better. We could probably make a great... Mario game with the flood in that oh, setting with everything that we know now and we've uh -huh. learned making all these 3D Mario games. Yeah. I mean, this was just the second 3D Mario game. Yeah, that's this true. Was, this game's, this game's got old. Prom it got, it's got promise. Right. Additional promise. Um, I wouldn't hate that. I, I hope that I'd like the next one more. I want, I want <laughs> that's the point. I want to love it, but I don't. Yeah. Um, I would love to see them try it again, honestly, too. Sunshine like, or Galaxy? Sunshine. Yeah. I think when you look at these two games, it's kind of interesting because one game was like a bona fide hit, right? Mario Galaxy was is a hit. There's yeah. Mario Galaxy 2, obviously. Right. Um, so like, I feel like Nintendo kind of knows that like this is a franchise that 
we're going to be able to like sell, you know, we're going to be able to make another yeah. game versus sunshine where maybe they do have that perception of like, Oh, but there's so much more that we could have done, but we couldn't, we were limited by X, Y, Z hardware, you know, stuff, you know, back in the day, whatever. Like maybe now we can do something that's like truly up to the vision of what we wanted Sunshine to be. Mm -hmm. So it'd be interesting to see which path, if, if they did remake these games, which path they would take, like the short thing or the thing that sort of would be very satisfying if they could like make it a, a, a huge, you know, thing. I think Galaxy might be in the vein of what we were talking about with Tears of the Kingdom where I think they've just exhausted all those ideas. Yeah. I mean, maybe over time you get more of like Mario in space, what what could we do? Mm -hmm. But at least we got a very extensive, you know, set of two, levels two and, and things games. to do and two games out, yeah. of, out of that concept. I'm so curious to know what the next 3D Mario game is going to be. Like, how are we going to top Odyssey? Um, I'm so curious. So I can't wait. I can't wait to see what that that team gets up to. Um, they're up to it now, but can't wait to see it. More predictions? Right Tuscoob's next. Hi, Kit and Krista. Which games currently slated for next year are you most interested in playing? Additionally, are there any older games you're excited to get back to after the nonstop 2023 mm. flurry demanding everyone's time on new releases? Thank you for your time. Yes, there has been some backburnered games, hasn't there? The one that I'm really excited to get back to, honestly, maybe, maybe like after we finish Game of the Year stuff, is Diablo! Uh, the new season is out, I believe. Or is, okay. it, is it coming out soon? I can't remember. But I feel like it is I think that's going. Great. Yeah. Then it's time for us to go back. Because we had so much fun. We were playing with um, other, you know, ex-Nintendo people. Mm -hmm. And hanging out. It was such a fun hangout game. So um, I would really like to go back to that. Maybe early next year or even like end of this year. Before, okay. Before we get too busy again. The one um, for me is uh, Cyberpunk mm. and the, the new DLC. And I think I probably would have played that by now if, yeah. if so many people didn't say, just start over, just start a new game. Yeah. The game is not incredibly long, it's, though. It's not, but it, I just didn't have the time for it. But I think yeah. fairly soon in, in December, mm -hmm. I can I can get going on that and, and yeah. check it out. Uh, I'm very excited. I saw that they... they put out like the patch and they're like, this is it. And then even they're like, oh, actually we have one more patch that added like some more stuff. That's that... right. I saw that. But that's really all. Is it? Is it though? <laughs> is it really? You <laughs> got more stuff to it away. They can't help yeah. themselves. As far as 2024 games, there is uh, like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. That one looks pretty, really cool. Pretty early for next year. I think yeah. that's probably at the top your list. of my list. Are you going to play the Princess Peach game? I'm very interested about that one because we haven't seen that much of it. Yeah. And I still don't know, like, if it's... It, there's a chance, unfortunately, that it could be this very flimsy, like, kind of throwaway game. Yeah. But, but, it, but it could be the complete opposite. We don't know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very intrigued. I'm very sure. intrigued. I'm... I think that people know that I'm not the biggest, biggest fan of Princess Peach, but like I really want this game to change my mind and make yeah. me into like a huge Princess Peach fan. That would be cool. That would be really cool. So I'm pretty interested in it. Um, obviously, my most anticipated 2024 games right now so far is Thousand Year Door. Mm. Um, that is just, I'm just ticking away the days here um, until I can finally like play that game again. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so good. 
They're, so excited. Yeah, there is also, I think for pretty early, I don't remember if it's January or February, the Prince of Persia game. Oh my gosh, yes. Which, it's been a while since we've heard I kind of forgot about that. much heard about, it. about that, but that looked great. Uh, so, oh, yeah, with right. that and with that and uh, Yakuza, that's a pretty... Good January start. I, I think I'm pretty good for yeah. the start of next year after that. Wow, yeah, so. there, was, there was a moment this early this year where we were bored. So we ended up playing we Fire were. Emblem, and then we were like, eh. <laughs> um, but I don't think we'll be bored next year, early yeah. next year. So that's good. I'm glad. Wow, look at that. How fun. Uh, no, oh, here's an opportunity for me. So this is written in katakana. I think this says Zaku. Is it short for Zach? You Maybe? can read that? Can that's read so that. impressive. Zaku, yes. Hey, Kit and Krista, I remember watching an episode of Nintendo Minute that was a draw my life. In it, you both talked about your love for Nintendo before joining the company. As a Nintendo fan, I couldn't imagine the emotions I would feel becoming part of something I love so dearly. My question is, when you joined, what were some of those feelings strictly as a Nintendo fan? And if not for you joining and being part of the company, do you think that you would still be as big of Nintendo fans? I'd love to know. Yeah, we definitely had very early, like we were, we were like really young kids when we became Nintendo fans, so it's been part of our lives for a really long time so it was really cool to join a company for something that I just had such a personal relationship with and I knew that you know I was going to really be putting a lot of my energy into my work because I truly cared I really really deeply care and I still care about Nintendo I want them to be successful and I want them to come up with great games that I want to play but um, yeah joining a company with sort of that as your motivation um, can be good and bad, I think. Like on the good side, obviously, like you get to work on so many like projects and products and games that you just like are super excited about. Like I definitely had so many fangirl moments um, working on, you know, a lot of these games and getting to work with a lot of these developers. Had to keep that kind of under wraps to be professional, but I definitely was feeling it. Um, but there were also some times where, like, I wish I didn't care that much. Mm. Like, I wished, like, I was exhausted and I was, like, killing myself, basically, like, at the, to the detriment of my own health and well-being because I, I could not separate my fandom from, you know, the, the good practices of, of having boundaries for your work. I, like, could not separate it. So it was hard because I was, like, I would tell myself after, like, long exhausting days like I don't care that much anymore I'm just not gonna try and I couldn't, I couldn't do it <laughs> that's such a lie it's such a lie right like you just can't like you can't get yourself to stop um so that th those parts was was really hard because I was like I wish I could stop but I can't and then I was like I felt myself like I felt my body like crashing and burning basically <laughs> and I was like I'm going to die. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, so that part was really hard. and But I, I don't think being part of the company made me any less or more of a Nintendo fan. Right. I think I would, would always be a, a Nintendo fan no matter what. I just love, you know, I love video games and they make some of the best ever. So, yeah, I think I'd be a fan no matter what. I do occasionally get people, like, asking me. They're like, you, you don't work there anymore. Why do you still care? Why do you still talk about this all the time? It's like, I do care. Yeah. I care a lot. I care a lot. <laughs> so it, it actually had nothing to do with me working there no. or not. Uh, that was, I mean, a great a great thing that I got to do, but that is not the reason why I cared then or why I care now. Right, exactly. Um, when I was thinking of joining, you know, I, I could tell 
from the interview process and the people I was talking about, I was like, this, this is a different kind of company. This is going to be like a very uh, strenuous, demanding experience yeah. of me. But I had this this feeling of like, gosh, this company has given so much to me. Like I do feel okay, like giving back. Yeah. And you know, pretty quickly that that balanced out <laughs> and maybe got a little out of whack. I think it got out of whack. I think you. Okay, but I, you know, it was the way I was feeling of of like yeah, if there was ever, if like there that. was ever a job where I was really going to push myself and um, you know stretch myself to do things that I that I hadn't done before or you know work harder than I was at the moment. Like this is definitely yeah, the for one. Sure. Because you know, I because you care. <laughs> I could be doing that and working at some like lame, in, you know, insurance company or something, and oh. just like, oh gosh, this is you know soul crushing. Yeah, exactly. So it was still very, it was demanding, but uh, it did have those rewarding elements because you had that connection to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah but it's a dangerous thing. I think. Right. I'm much happier and I'm much healthier now um, that I'm on the other side and I can just be a fan again. It is very difficult when your job is your passion that just becomes very muddled and it can be hard for people and it was hard for me. Podcasting um, is not your, your passion? I love to podcast. I love to. But I, this is just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like a job, you know? Yes. Um, so it's a very different experience. Um, so I'm glad, I'm really glad that we had that experience and now we can be on the other side of it. VGM Life asks, Hi, Kit and Krista. I really enjoyed your Mario Kart 8 retrospective, and I think it's super interesting that you predict Mario Kart 9 will be a launch game for the next system. My question is, is Mario Kart a system seller? I always buy these games for when I have family over, but is Mario Kart a game you must buy if you already have a Nintendo console, or is it a game you must buy a console to experience? This is a fascinating question. Yeah, that is a fascinating question. It's true that, you know, Nintendo's always been like that. They 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 have the mantra of like software sells hardware. So there is a, a huge, I think, um, focus to just pair the right launch games uh, with a system to make it a must buy, as you very aptly pointed out here. I think Mario Kart is does does the job two ways. It it's a very like mass appeal game. So if you want your system to your next system to like really appeal to everyone, which is what Nintendo definitely wants. Um, you, you're going to need a game like Mario Kart that everybody already has. Like they know how to play it. They know what it is. They know who Mario is. Like then you got to check those boxes. Mm -hmm. um, so I, th I think it does that job. And then the other thing is that they want people to continue to see Nintendo as like this family system. So, like, your point about how you bought these games for when your family comes over is exactly why this game exists. Is like, they want people to think in their heads, like, I need to buy this system because everybody in my family is going to enjoy this together. Right. And that's why it's valuable about it to, like, have this be a, a conduit to us spending, quote, quality time together. Um, that works. And Nintendo wants to do that. And that's why I think this game will sell the next console. I think prior to Mario Kart 8, my answer would have been no. But post Mario Kart 8, I think the answer is yes. I think that that game and just, you know, the leap in quality that it had and all the support. And I, I do think now that it is something where you could make that, you know, the lead game for a console launch and be in, in really good shape. It is 
you know, that rare game that services a lot of different types of players and satisfies a lot of different types of players. Yeah. And, you know, previously it was always like, well, you know, the Mario game, the Zelda game, like that's what's going to be the system seller and they still are. But they're in a great position where Mario Kart is now in that position. Smash Brothers is now in that position mm -hmm. where these kind of, you might look at them as side games or these mashup games. I wouldn't, I wouldn't quite put Mario Party in that. Not quite yet. But they do have more of those games that felt like sub games to the big series. It's mm -hmm. like, no, those are the big series now. Yeah. So that's yeah, a great place true. for them to be. That's where you want to be. Yeah, and Mario Kart has just gotten so much cachet over the last few years. Again, I, I keep going back to like how that is the only ride that exists in Super Nintendo World. Yeah, yeah. How that was a huge 20-minute plus right. part of the movie. Like they know that Mario Kart has mm -hmm. mass appeal, and that is what they need to sell the next system. So, yeah. Last question Very is a juicy one from Super Pistachio. Uh, oh, hello. I thought you were going to put this in the bonus Q&A. No, hello, Kit and Krista. Uh -oh. Have you had moments where coworkers attempted to throw you under the bus for mistakes they made, but you were able to neutralize them and avoid blame? What if I did the throwing? Just kidding. Ah! I didn't never do that. Oh, oh my God, I've never though. done that. I've, I've, never, I've never done that. I don't know if this happened to me, but I think it happened to people around me oh. and I was giving a lot of advice to someone that got that people that gotten thrown <laughs> under the bus to like help them out of a bad situation. This uh -huh. definitely happens. This happens everywhere. Whether or not this person meant to do it to you, um, sometimes there's def you know just miscommunication or a misunderstanding um, that can happen where yeah, it just it just becomes a thing. The other thing is is that like when you are sort of in some leadership roles, like you're just gonna have to take responsibility for it, unfortunately. Um, and like that's I mean that's just the way to, it is. To me, like that felt like part of my job was like right. I will take whatever blame there is. Yeah, just give me just, the blame. Just, give it, to it, me. it makes no difference to me. Yeah. Like yeah. Let, again, let these people be undistracted so they can do their jobs. Right, right, right. And all this other stuff, like I'll deal, I'll deal with it. Yeah, we we definitely got in trouble, like for things that happened. But I think it's because, like you know, you're you're part of your job as a manager, as a leader of a team, um, is sometimes you have to take the blame, which is fine. Um, I think most of the things that happened in this realm was due to miscommunication and like some sort of misunderstanding. Mm. And this happens a lot and it happened even more at Nintendo because there was a language and cultural barrier. So like most of the times when when a, a bad thing happens is, is this is how it goes. It's like you did you did a thing. Japan was unhappy with the thing that you did. They get upset and then they ask you you know, very sternly, like, what happened? Why did this happen? We're very upset with you. Explain yourself. And then you basically have, like, three days of communication to explain yourself. And it doesn't matter what, who, who did the thing, right? It could be somebody on your team. It could be you, whatever. Um, so there's a lot. When this happens, sometimes there could be a lot of finger pointing, you know, like, well, you're the one that was the lead on this this activity. How, can, how could you let this happen? Or, like, Explain why the agency did this. Why, why did you not, you know, communicate better to the agency? There could be a lot of that happening that you kind of need to muddle through. That was, that was the bulk of, I think, these types of situations that we were dealing with. 
And it certainly happened a lot. There was like one that we'll save for another story time, but it was like the most like ridiculous moment where you and I basically just turned our computers off that day <laughs> and we like went to the beach. Yeah. Like all of the day. We did not going to the beach. By the way, is not a metaphor. We literally we went. Yes. went to the beach because we were like, I'm done. I'm done with this. <laughs> I had stayed up to like there's midnight. There's no good that can come from the rest of this day. Nope. I yeah. was like, I had like stayed up to like midnight the night before dealing with something else. Right, and like at right, 6 a.m. Right. in the morning, this thing happened. And I was like, <laughs> signing off now. <laughs> I the, the more that I try to like fix it right now, I'm going to muck it up. Yeah. Because yeah. I was mad. Right, right. Um, so that was kind of the main like bus throwing you know, like sometimes there was some that somebody would be like, "Well, you're the the one that you know sent this, <clears throat> did this thing." Now, and you know, Japan is mad and and figure it out. You know, like that kind of stuff. But otherwise, it was all right. It was okay. I have two stories I'll share, none of which actually answer the, the original question. <laughs> uh, the first is kind of the opposite, where there was a good outcome. So this was very early on, and I was working on New Super Mario Brothers Wii. One of the big features that we were going to reveal was the super guide. Do you remember that? I do. Where like if you got stuck, yes. the game would basically give you a hint. So we were we were on a press tour and we there was a miscommunication about when that was getting revealed oh. or where that was in the rollout plan. At this point, Treehouse was still making most of the rollouts mm. with with minimal input from us. So yeah. there was a miscommunication about when that was supposed to get revealed. So we thought we could talk about that feature when in fact we could not. And that Oopsie. leaked through the coverage. And I was on the receiving end of the scary emails and uh. I, I, was just, I was like, this is it, I'm getting fired, oh well. <laughs> this is it. Because I think it was, it was so stern and I was so new, I, was like, I didn't know better. I was just like, oh my gosh. Well, oh no. This'll be the end for me. Um, but uh, Mr. Bill Trinan, he actually was the one who had been working on the rollout plan and discussing it with Japan at the time. He actually spoke up and said, no, I gave them bad information. So it's actually oh. my fault. So great move by by Mr. Bill Trennan. Oh, very that's nice really thing. Nice. Very nice thing for him to do. He's a great guy. Yeah, he is. Um, um, that I'm was not, great. I'm not surprised. It's at the that. opposite. It was pulling exactly. you from under the bus. It was the opposite. Well, yes, the bus because was he driving I mean, towards. He didn't you. have to do that. He could just be like, "You deal with this." Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of times, it was mis miscommunication. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> right. The other one was. I don't know why I thought of this because it. it I think it's in the realm of this question. So this also was extremely early on. This was maybe like my second or third week. I don't think I've ever told you this. Oh, tell me, tell me. I'm so curious. I was working, uh, what was the, it was the, the the Fire Emblem DS remake of the first Shadow Dragon. Shadow Dragon, Shadow yeah. Dragon, I believe, was the game. That was about to come out. That was like mid-campaign for that game. But I was I was told like, all right, kind of shadow the person working on it now and... You know, you'll, you'll do a couple things on it, but it's a good one to, to get some experience. So I thought, okay, fine. And they had done something with that game where there was some new coverage that had been generated. And what we would often be asked to do is to send out the coverage to the leadership to show like, oh, look at the great work that the PR, oh, yeah. look at the the, great the work recap. that the PR team did. The good recaps. Um, so the person in charge told me, said, hey, can you please send the recap for the latest um, coverage on the game, and I did. And the person who was leading that campaign came in to my office, shut the door, and was like, um, you just took all my credit for this coverage that we just got. And I was like, 
Um, okay. Really? First of all, I'm sorry. Second of all, I was literally told to do this by our boss. So this is just a miscommunication. You know, I'm not that kind of guy to be stealing your glory or whatever this is. Oh. I'll be careful about that in the future or whatever. So that was kind of a weird thing to have happen. Oh like, my gosh. I wouldn't consider like random preview coverage on this DS Fire Emblem game to be a big deal either way. Yeah. But this Some person- Some people were really particular This person that. thought otherwise and was yeah. quite upset by that. You were sending it to some pretty top execs, and I though. Thought, I okay. Reggie was on that email, right? Yeah. But some people did, they were really, like, really particular about who sends out the recaps. Right. Because there was a perception that the person that sends out the recap... Did the work. Did the work. Right. And we used to, we used to send the recaps out, like, the person that sent it out would, like, sign it, like, Krista and team. Or, like, right. Krista and... To try to get out of that thinking. Yeah. That, that right. did happen. That right. did happen. Um, just going to say, put it out there, though. The person that was really writing the recaps was Golan. <laughs> did the PR team write any recaps or did we copy oh, and paste the emails, no. change the signature to ours and send it out? Actually, there was a stretch where I didn't like the way I did I did do the recaps myself because I didn't like the way they were being done. I think that I tried my best to not copy and paste it, but there was moments where I was very very busy and I did not yeah. have time and I I definitely copy I'm not going to I'm not going to not gonna lie about this. Like they, Golan does a lot of work for the yes. Nintendo comms team. Yes. Like they, they, they do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. And I, I definitely now that I'm, you know, doing my own stuff. Like I'm like, oh, I learned a lot because they, they Golan used to do that. Wow, that was a lot of work. <laughs> so Golan, shout outs yes. to you guys. You guys are amazing. Legends. Legends, truly. Them's the questions. Another great group. Oh boy, wow. That was fun. I can't believe that we're getting so close to the end of the year and we just have a few more episodes and then we are into 2024. It's exciting stuff. Sure is. All right, shall we shout out some wonderful superstars? Let's do it. Okay, Aaron Hash. Ben Eichhorn. Mara Mayhem. Eigenverse. Kiss My Flapjack. Mike Chin. Roy Eschke. Switching it up. Underscore. Safazon. VGM Life. Link, the hero of Wings. Angela Bycroft and her pig Molly. Thomas Award. Kyle LaBeouf. Roberto Nieves. Frederick Ulf Conradson. Andrew Uhas. Chili. Bruce Dash. And Rain Tech. Yay! All right, here we go with our wonderful One Up Club graduation ceremony. Aaron Burgundy. Ale Alejandro. Astro Dev. Awesome 46. Bad Moon Horizon. Ben GB. Blue Yellow Gray. Bookum Dano. Bookishly Fab. Brooke Obscura. Brovac Novak. Cameron. Chelly Squirrel. Christopher Lay. Captain Alex. Crimcat. Sea Roper 17. Cynical Squid. Dachshund. Doinko. Dolce. Dino Punch. Elite Peach. Espars 50. Farpreet 69. Fairbound. Fernie Just Forever. Fox Deploy. Garrett Holfish. Garth the Wolf. Gartooth. G Sun 101. Heroic. Iris Marin. Jay Rando. Jabroni Jones. Jeffrey Hernandez. Jerry 92602. Jesse Hernandez. John Responte. Jonathan Rowe. Jordan Collette. Jordan Hemmerly. Juji Fruit. Just Camtro. Justin Leminger. Kawa 2796. Keith Kwan. Kevin Delane. Kilo Kibo. Christorati Kid. Christopia Party With Me. 
Kyle Gamer Berry Rookie. Hal Kretzer. Linnell Stickman. Lazy Cat for Coffee. Lex. Lit. Macho Potato. Mad Dog 5981. Magnificent Easy G plus Callie Marie. Marky Man 64. Mario Man 392. Mecha Dragon 101. Megan. Michael Cravens. Mikey. Motomania. Mr. Andy Pop. Mr. Beans and Dip. MSN Poke Gamer. My Tran. Nasir. Nathan Burkhart. Nick. Ninja 11. Panda Buns. Pangy. Paul C. Pace. Paul Gale Network. Prime Factor. Prince Charmless. Raver. Ryeth One. Rob Osborne. Rocks. Ranetta. Sharif Jackson. Sheer Cold Vanilla. Shinryu. Slowbro. Snazzle. Spicy Munchkin. Steel Citrone. Tales of Link. Tech Magic. The Shark on the Men. Thomas Alvarez. Three Rivers. Topher Schmofer. Travis Torline. Trajawi. Tugs. Puppy Bear. Tusku. Tyler Geis. Vesfes. Video Game Stupid. Viridian. Virtual Bot. Weeb Kingdom. WG Grizzy. What up, Khalil? Wicked Davy. Will Johnson. Zudiverf. Zelgraf. Zapati. And Zroid. Wow, there's some additions to the the, the ending yes. cycle, and I was like, whoa, oh, oh, <laughs> get thrown off. The W's. <laughs> um, excellent, excellent stuff. If you like us to read your name, plus many, many other great benefits, join us at Patreon.com/slash Kit and Krista. And if you're watching this on video on YouTube, you can go ahead and subscribe, give this video a thumbs up, and leave us a comment. And if you're one of our great audio listeners, you can also subscribe, leave us a five-star rating, and a written review, if you please. And we're on the socials, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Threads. Give us a follow, please. We're going to keep looking for this Halo Infinite co-op. <laughs> That's why we got to sign off. we got to keep looking. It could have been Where is more. it? Where, it maybe been... it's under the table here. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they'll uncancel it. This is gonna be my, should this be my 2024 Keep predicting it. I'm Just keep, keep predicting, predicting it, please. every year until yeah, it happens. You should. Could be the next Halo game that gets co-op. Hey. Um, all right. We will see you guys later. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Signing off. Bye. Bye.